happy to be here this morning. Um, this is like home because your pastors are my sister and my brother. Um, you know, there's some people that you only say, bless you, bless you, God bless you. That's all you say. This one is not bless you, bless you. We are real. When it's time to say, well, go to your walk. <laughs> we say, go walk. When it's time to bless you, we bless you. You know, so I am so thankful for the gift of access and relationship with Bishop Olu. Our pastor, Missy, I just got access to our family, family something, I'll not tell you. Your family line, I just, I just upgraded. Please bless the Lord for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm really excited to be here this morning. Um, before we go into what God will have us discuss, I want us to sing a song. I'm, my senior pastor loves to sing it, so it's somehow, it's, it's grown on me. Um, it's, it's, um. Pastor Nathaniel Bassi. He says, take the stage, Lord, and have your way. I'm just a vessel and nothing more. And when you're done, please take the glory. I'm sad. Just to see you glorified. One more time, let's sing. Take the stage, Lord, and have your way. I'm just a Satisfied to see you glorified. As we go into your heart about our finances, we bring down every altar, every eye thing, every stronghold that we have exalted above the knowledge of Christ for our money. We bring them down in the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, our hearts are ready, our minds are ready, our hands are ready, our ears are ready, our eyes are ready. God, use it all for your glory. We give you all the glory, Jesus. In Jesus' name we've worshipped. Amen. Let me, let me bump your neighbor and say, good morning, neighbor. In case you've not smiled at your neighbor today, give your neighbor a smile, a high five. If your neighbor is franking his or her face, give that neighbor a smile. You know, when you're talking about money, you need to let people smile first because... There is a way money just do us. Not just your money. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be talking to us about money today. And you know, when, when um, I spoke to Pia, and she said money, and then I started to ask God, God, what is it about you want us to talk about money? So he gave me the word today. And we're going to be talking MMM. Hey. It's not that MMM that carry your money and go. How many people did that MMM? Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> 
you did not escape like a snare, the snare caught you. How? Oh my God, it caught you. There was a cutting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so today we're going to be talking MMM, right? And this MMM is not the MMM that took your money or intends to take your money away. We're going to be discussing money mindset, making money, multiplying and managing money. So those are the, those are the MMM. The first M is money mindset, your mindset. But number two is how to make money. That's making money. Number three is management and multiplication of money. You see, when I started to research about money, people are at different ends of the continuum. There's some set of people that believe that God wants everybody to prosper. So everybody must blow. Everybody will be rich. Um, there's another group of people that think that when you have money, it's a problem. Because we have learned that it is hard to, for a camel to go through the eyes of the noodle. So you have to be poor so that you can make heaven. Um, yeah, you can easily enter heaven. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and people attribute poverty to piety. So when you are poor, you are piety. You know, you know that's, that's that end. Huh? Um, so most times, Christians are at either end of the continuum. And honestly, I'm not here to refute whichever end of the continuum that you are on. But I found in scripture that, you know, wealth is an office. Somebody must feel it. Poverty is an office. Somebody must feel it. Poverty is not for unbelievers. Poverty is not for unbelievers. Yeah? It is an office. Somebody must feel it. Now, the question of whether you feel it or whether you don't feel it is your decision. Matthew 26 verse 11 says that the poor, the word of Jesus, not a prophet, not an apostle, the word of Jesus himself, he said, the poor you will have with you always. So according to Jesus, there will always be a poor man. He did not say that the poor will be an unbeliever or the person that does not believe in me. So to assume that because you are a Christian, you are a candidate for prosperity is wrong. Now, to also assume that an unbeliever is a candidate for poverty is wrong. Prosperity is not your prerogative because you're a Christian. Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. So poverty is an office. Who feels it is up to the person. It's not even up to Jesus. Because Jesus said, I have given to you already all that pertains to life and godliness. Now, whether you use it or not is different. You see, if I give um, Pastor Emisi this bottle of water and she's holding it, does it quench her thirst? So people are holding prosperity like this. You are still thirsty. So you can be a Christian and be poor. You will be spiritually rich and be physically poor. Because the fact that she's holding this bottle of water does not mean that her, quench, her thirst has been quenched until she learns to harness. You will open it. Then even when you open it, you are still not, you know, you have to drink it. Then it will refresh you. Then you will say, I'm no longer thirsty. That's the same thing it is with wealth. So you can be in proximity of wealth. You can even be anointed for wealth and be poor. You can be anointedly poor. So, how do we then, as Christians, ensure that as anointed as we are, we are not anointedly poor? That's what we're going to be looking at MMM today. And the first place to look at is your mindset. The Bible says in Proverbs, it says that as a man thinketh, please let me check time because when I'm talking more, I don't use no time. Okay, okay, so time is now our problem, Abby. Scripture says that as a man thinketh, 
in his heart. So he is. The truth is, you can never rise above your level of knowledge or your level of thinking. You know, research have proven that people that win the lottery end up squandering the money. The money never outlives them. Do you know why? They have not gotten the money in their mind yet. So, they are still unrefined about the wealth they are walking into, even when they get the money. You know, Yoruba will say, oh, what am I uh-huh. For those that don't, oh. The the, the, okay, the money, the first money that a child gets, he will use it to chop akara. If you don't know akara, the Holy Spirit will enter. Bean cake, bean cake, bean cake, yeah. So the first place to change is your mindset. Let's go into scriptures. I found this MMM in scriptures. It's in Deuteronomy 8, verses 7 to 18. Um, Deuteronomy 8, verses 7 to 18. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 22, 2 says, the rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. All. Both the rich and the poor. It's not the devil that made the poor people. It's the same, your father, your father and my father made the poor people. Let's go to Deuteronomy 8, verse 7. It says, Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwelled in them, and when your herds and your flock multiply, and your, gold and, your sil- and your gold and your silver are multiplied. And all that you have is multiplied. When your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the land of bondage, who led you into that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water. Who brought water for you out of the flinty rock? Who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your father did not know, that, they may humble, that he may humble you, that he might test you to do you good in the end? Then you say in your heart, my heart, my power and the might of my hand have guarded this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant with you, which he swore to your father as it is today. The first thing he said was, beware not to forget. He was addressing your mind. You don't forget with your hand. So the first part when he says, beware not to forget, he was addressing how we think about the wealth that we have acquired. Or in some cases, how we think about the wealth that we don't have. So I said to look at some of the definition of mindset. So mindset is just um, it's a unique set of beliefs which influences your attitude towards money. Because we are talking about money in this regards. It drives the decision you make around saving, spending, investing, and handling money. Now, our mindsets are unique because our minds, my mindset is different from your mindset. Now, what makes up our mindsets are our experiences our, and our environment. Now, if you're a child that grew up in a place where they say there's not enough money, that's the mindset you will go around with. So, if your pastor tells you to sow a seed, you, daddy freezes your mentor when it comes to money. Even though Bishop Bolu is your spiritual father. You know, some people have, they have spiritual father, they have spiritual assistant father. So when it comes to money, and because, you know, I, I have my truth. Those English that we speak nowadays, 
this new truth, eh, I have my truth. So when it comes to spirituality, Bishop Bolu is my... Eh, the, but when it comes to money, then Daddy Freeze is my, is my guy. Actually, it's poverty mentality. God said, if I am hungry, will I ask you? You know one thing? I, let, let, me, let, me, let me jump, go ahead of myself into talking about giving. I'll still go there, but let me say something. Right? Um, we assume that because we give God a, an offering, God accepts it. Yes! Thank you. In Genesis, just track with me. In Genesis, when Cain and Abel offered an offering to God, Scripture says, please, sorry, it's prayer alarm. Let me switch it off. Scripture says that God rejected the offering of Cain and accepted the offering of Abel. Why? I will leave you to think about that. Now, because we come to church today and then when they say offering time, you, you just, just chuck on there and put in the basket. And because the usher that is collecting does not take your money and say, God, you collect, you not collect, take back, right? Because if, if we were doing what happened in Old Testament, some of us, our offering will go back home with us. So that you give God an offering, that you drop an offering in church on Sunday does not mean God has accepted it. Right? Because we don't check it. So we assume, I, I, I'm a giver. And God is saying, you're not a giver because we will get to that part. Let me, let me calm down. Let me calm down. Let me tell you why I'm going to this. When, when I was preparing, thank you all this, one of the things God told me was that he's going to raise kingdom financiers out of this meeting. And that some of you, you already know that that is your position. The only reason you have not stepped into it is because your mindset is still small. You are still thinking small. And God is saying, if you would just expand your mind, if, if you would take the limit of this, not enough. If I give it all, where will I get more? He says, then you will be amazed at the things that I can do through you. And that's why we're talking mindset this morning. So that you can change the way you think about if I give, it will not be enough. What if it doesn't come back? What if, what if, what if? And what if has stopped a lot of people from stepping into destiny? And today we are letting go of the what ifs. And we are stepping into the positions that God has called us to. Kingdom mindset. Money mindset. You know, I've, I, I heard someone, I went to speak at an event and someone asked me a question afterward. I said, you know, COVID, people are dying, so you just want to be spending all his money because, you know, you only live, you're, yeah, you only live one, and once. And I said, well, you can go ahead and spend it. God will not give you long life. And at the end of the day, we will do go me fund for you. I will go fund me. Kingdom mindset. I remember the first time that um, someone gave me foreign currency. And you know, some people, you are eating your harvest. You are not eating your harvest. You are eating your seed. You see, the seed for tomorrow's harvest is in today. Some of you have misunderstood or misinterpreted your harvest. So you are looking at the seed that is supposed to generate more and you are eating it. And then you are wondering why you are not stepping into the harvest because you are eating your seed. I remember the first time someone gave me foreign coin. You know what someone gave me? I was like, ah, where is the nearest malam? So as I got it, I was just thinking, um, I'll just go and change it. <laughs> Thank you. And as I got it and I was leaving my office, God said, it's not for you, it's a seed. Ah, get it behind me, Satan. <laughs> first time that someone would give me forex. You are not, let me say, if you even know what it feels like to just say malam to malam. Do you get it? But as I was going and he had told me, it's not your harvest, it's your seed. So I said, okay. 
Then I went to church. I did give Pastor Tywo the seed. I sowed the seed. And then the next, a couple of, maybe months after, I was traveling, right? And I was at the airport. Now, my current boss was not my boss then. So, you get it. So, my boss then called me, oh, Bisoy, I heard you're on leave. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, so are you staying in the country? I said, no, 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 I'm traveling. He was like, where are you? I said, I'm at there. But he said, wait there. I said, and why? He said, wait, my driver is coming. Where? My boss was a big boy. So, if you say, wait, I wait. So, I wait. As I wait, the driver came and just, ah, a guy said I should give it to you. Oh, thank you, sir. And then I opened it, $1,000. I'm like, yeah. What I gave is not one-tenth. Now, I would have eaten that seed and missed out on the coming harvest. I can't begin to explain how much more I've gotten in foreign currency. As a matter of fact, I think this year is the only birthday I know. God, what happened? (laughs) We will talk about it when I get to. I'm not kidding. This year is the only birthday I did not get a foreign currency. I need to go and check. I bet I know. We will come back to that. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? That that someone gave me was not an harvest. was a seed. And that's why you have to be able to discern between what is a seed and what is an harvest. Once you eat your seed, you have forfeited your harvest. But once you put your seed to the ground, then you have guaranteed your harvest. Money mindset, the way we think about money, unique set of beliefs that we have about money, right? Um, when it comes to our mindset, it's formed from our environment and our experiences, right? Environment, how you grew up, what people around you say. You know, when, when Pastor Emisi was talking about community, I'm like, that's so true. If you walk with people, all of them are saying, oh, this pastor are chopping. I'm... You see, the people, the people that say that pastor are chopping their money, if you check it well, they are offering. For the whole year, sometimes they sent out one million. So you now wonder, say, which money are we chopping? <laughs> because a true giver doesn't think like that. Because a true giver knows that you are not giving to your pastor. A true giver is not waiting for what the, you're not looking at what your pastor is wearing to see where your offering is growing. Because a true giver knows that he's giving to the Lord. So let the pastor wear it. The Lord will deal with the pastor as appropriate. Mindset. The way we think about money. A conglomerate of our environment and our experiences. So I was saying that when Pastor Missy was saying people that you surround yourself with, watch the people that you surround yourself with financially too. Bible says that he that works with the wise will be I tell people if you work with Bologna, it's just a matter of time you'll be the next one. I'm not saying go and change your face. Say you are very poor. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's stay together. <laughs> Money mindset. Let me just give some example of mindset that I've had. And, and we will look through a, a couple more as we talk about making money and um, multiplying or managing money. Right? I heard people say money is the root of all evil. Not true. Not true. We know that the Bible says that it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. And you actually need money for the gospel. We will, we will come, we are coming there. We are coming there. Um, I've heard people say that you have to work hard to make no, more money. Not true. Right now, sometimes I wake up in, my, in the morning and I just see a lot. This DVD I've paid in foreign currency. I'm not working hard, I'm sleeping hard. Mindset. It's not how hard you work. Right? Um, um, we're going to go into some of that at making money. Right? I've heard people say, oh, the more you keep, the more you have. Unfortunately, the kingdom we operate does not operate by that principle. It's the more you give, that's when you have more. 
right? So money mindset that we grow up with, right? You only give what you have to spare. Absolutely wrong. If you give, if you give me only what you have to spare, if, I, if God give you to only what he has to spare, I'm sure you really, you really didn't like it, right? So money mindset, the kind of things that we think about. So if we have all this mindset and are not particularly positive about money, the question then is how do we change them, right? The first thing you want to do to change your money mindset, right, is to expose yourself to an abundance framework. Framework. Broaden your mindset beyond your form of reference. Broaden your mindset beyond your frame of reference when it comes to money. Expose yourself. And how do you expose yourself? You might have to read more. You might have to listen to people that give more. I love Pastor Blessing Awoshika because of the way she speaks about giving. And I don't want to be like her. But I've learned in my own place to also be that attentive to God. Because you see, God will never make a demand where he has not deposited. So he will not ask you to give what he has not given you. Right? So expose yourself to people that think about money the way that you want to think. Not the way you are thinking. The way you want to think. So expose yourself to those people. Read books, attend seminars, surround yourself with the right company. Just expose yourself to things that um, change your mindset. You see, the truth in life is everything is built twice. Nothing is built once. Everything in life is built twice. The first building is in your mind. The Bible says that he that wants to build the house will first sit down and count the co- You have built it in your mind. Then you will stand up and build it physically. So you have to first build the future. I remember when I was growing up and I was just telling God about money, right? And there was one day I was walking because I, I like to take evening prayer walks. And I was walking and I was saying, God, you know, when I'm 25, I'll give you so-so and so figure. Then when I'm 30, I will now give you so-so and so figure. So yesterday night as I was preparing, God now reminded me of the figure for my next birthday. And I said, ah, it's like I forget because that figure is like, oh, hopo, oppo. You'll get it. Right? So you need to change how you think. And I started to think about giving God money because I was coming from a background where at 16 I was an orphan. Right? And, and my uncle, we used to price pepper over school fees. They say it's 18,000. My uncle would say, no, I'll give you 12,000. I said, hey, Joe, it's not his money. It's my father's money. But we will not be present. You know the way when you go to market, you will not be present. We shall agree finally, finally, last, last, you'll say 15,000. So, and I became smart. Not a godly smart. So when they say 15,000, oh, Bishop, you get it. So last, last, if you price it, you will price it to the school fees. Then we are all fine. Right? So coming from that background, I told myself, I just cannot continue like this. And then I read in scripture that, you know, God gives seed to the sower. Uh-huh. And I also read in scripture that you cannot muscle the ox that f- tread the grain, right? So if God gives seed and I'm going to sow it, and I'm the ox that will sow it, you cannot, you know what it means to muscle it? You cannot tie his mouth from eating. And so if God wants to make you a kingdom financier, will you be a poor kingdom financier? Yeah. So I said, okay, God, let's enter into agreement. You give me. I give you. God said, well done. So he's giving. I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm not complaining because I left my job at the age of 27. 
took a pay cut to work in church. And it has not stopped the giving that I've said. I've told you yesterday that I was reminded of the next one. If I tell you the number of digits, now nah, it's not small digits. I stopped saying 1,000. No, we have just 7080. That's how we used to work now. We're normal. You, you understand what I'm saying? So change how you think. Build it in your mind. See the future. It's never been done in your family before. So what? You know, I was reading a book by Aura Robert that says how to do the impossible and see the invisible. And he was saying that when it becomes impossible, then I get excited about taking it to my God because my God dwells in impossibility. So he says that I don't pray for the things I can do because there's no point. That's what he's always looking for. That's why he will go and build the school. And someone that does not like him will come and say, you know, I don't like you. But God said I should give you this check. The exact check that he needs for his assignment. Because he doesn't dwell in the realms of possibility. The guy knocked on his door, stranger. I don't like you. I don't like your ministry. But I'm comp- I like, don't you want that kind of blessing? I'm compelled by the spirit of God to give you check. Ah! So change. Expose yourself to that mind frame. Be the first in your mind. Have a money mantra. I tell people this. I said, one of the things I said I had to say to myself giving my background what money is not my problem. It's how to spend it. As I said to say, even though at that time, sometimes I used to wear my sister's clothes to church, but I will wear it with shoulder pad and say money is not my problem. It's how to spend. Now, money is not my problem. It's how to spend it. Because what you cannot envision, you cannot be a part of. So you need to begin to see that future dream with God. I think I've heard P.I. preach it with God before. Dream with God. Let God show you that future and then begin to say it. People say you are mad because you don't look like it. Hey, but that's the beautiful thing about God. God does not call you by your reality. He calls you by the predestined future he asks for you. So God will come and see Gideon, a mighty man of valor that is running from the warriors and Midianites and is stretching uh, wheat in the wine press. It could make sense. Treasure with, and then the angel will come and call you. You know, Pastor, Pastor Kayode was preaching on Sunday, and he said that when he just started his ministry as a pastor, that they invited him somewhere to minister, and he got there, and he lied for 45 minutes. He was the pastor, guest speaker, like I've come to guest speaker now. And for 45 minutes, he was just lying. And the one that he had seen, and the one that he had never seen before, he was just saying. And people would say, wow, wow. You know, Bible said that in the last day, people were having two years. They would say, wow, oh, deep, oh, deep. That's, I don't like all those oh, deep, oh, deep, oh, deep people. Because go deep. Five months after, they will not have proof. No fruit to show for your deepness. So I said, oh, deep, oh, deep. He said, as he went back to his seat and he sat down, the Holy Spirit said, kushe, we're done. That a couple of months after, the Holy Spirit came back and told him, do you know why I did not call you a liar, even though you behaved like one? It's because I don't call you by who you are. I call you by who you have been created to be. So you have been created for good works. So when I came, I said, well, don't. Not liar that you are. Even though everyone else will call you by who you are right now. So when God, when you dream with God, you see that future. Your reality might not even look like it. You, when, I, when I told God I was going to first give seven digits, in fact, my account, account balance, home and abroad, it didn't reach five digits. You know what five digits is? That's like 5,000. It didn't reach. Yet I was saying, I will give. No, that 10,000, yeah. 
It didn't reach 10. I was saying, I will give you seven. Sometimes it makes no sense. But we serve a God that, the Bible says that he sees the end from the beginning. So if you see with him, you see your end from now, even though you don't look like it. My, my I don't have time, Abby. Sorry. Mindset, mindset. So, dream with God, like Pierre has rightfully said, right? Expose yourself to an abundant mind frame. Get a money mantra, if you will. Then contend for transformation. Hey. Act like it. Contend for the transformation that you want. Begin to dress, begin to speak, begin to act like the prosperity that God has ordained you to. There was a time I had one shoe, but I polished that shoe and I wore it. And Bishop Olu did not know that I have one shoe, even though we were in children's church together. Because I wore it with shoulder pad. Contend for the future that you can see with God. You contend for it in the place of prayer. You contend for it by taking decisive action. You contend for it that when people are turning like this, you turn like this. I remember when I said to do ushering job, right? Ushering jobs, they pay you 5000 right? And then when they pay us money, sometimes, you know, all the girls will just be sitting there. My friend will say, ah, I'll go to Yaba and I'll go and pick clothes. Oh, I shall not wash it. I'll not spray it. You get it. As they are thinking that you go, my, where's my, I don't, our future, your future, I don't know. You are not going the same place. As they are talking there about me, I'll just be smiling. Me, I'm thinking in my head, so I will not collect this one. Then I will do five more. Then they will not give me 50,000. I will not take that bulk money and put it in the bank. Then I will fix deposit it. Then I will not buy shares. As they are doing the yaba, my own head is the fact that when I buy my yaba, is the, you know one of the things God taught me? He said, spend your baby money. Don't spend your mama money. Let me tell you the difference between baby money and mama money. Baby money is the seed. You have to be able to hold money enough for it to get pregnant and give birth to a baby. Then that baby money is the one you will now spend. So when people see they'll say, oh, it's spend. You know that the mama is pregnant, he will born another one. So that's why when my friends are going to Yaba, with their mama money. Me, I just patience. When David didn't pay, I go with my baby. We will still we are the same. <laughs> Thank you. Do you get? I tell people that one of the things I love the most is traveling. But I never travel with my... I'm working in church. I mean, you, if I calculate my salary, I, I mean... So every year... Even my husband that is any mother, he's not the one that brings up holiday. It's me that used to bring it. I said, so babe, where are we going this year? He will not look at me and say, he said, where are we going? I said, okay, I'll find, me, I will find destination. Maybe your child have idea and do what I'm talking. I will find destination, find the itinerary for the children, and I will call Bishop Bolu, we find the tickets. Then I will say, baby, we'll find the tickets. And before you pay, I pay. Because before the year, I'd already told God, hey, so this year, my son woke up. When we just, after this service, and I said, Mommy, I want to go to Brazil. I said, You have the money. It's you that will carry yourself. You just came back, it took me one week. You now want to be going to Brazil. Say, then from Brazil, then I'll go and see my friend in California. I said, Correct. I, thank you. I said, I like, <laughs> I like your mind. But you, do you understand what I'm saying? So at the beginning of the year, when all my friends are using their salary to travel, I'm not using my salary because I've asked myself, where do I want to go? I've checked online, how much is it going to cost me? Then I asked myself, what am I going to put the money in that will get me enough money to go for that holiday? 
So when I go for the holiday and I'm spending with shoulder pad, it's not costing me technically a dime. So that's what I mean by you spend your baby money, not your mama money. You allow God open your eyes to opportunities in which you can invest that money for it to reproduce. Money mindset. Money mindset. So get a money mantra. Contend for the transformation that you want. Money mindset. Now let's move to the next one. The next M is how to make money. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 of it says that, and God is he that gives you power. I find it interesting that it doesn't say God gives you wealth. It doesn't say that. It says God gives you power. Power is ability to do. So God does not, you see, I, I find that, that sometimes Christians are the most, most lazy set of people. We just want to lay it and claim it. Mon, I, was, I, was, I was listening to someone on, I said, money comet. Ah. I said, me or Rico Comberry. At this, I'm over. <laughs> hey, my God bless you. You put now. And then you will not come back and say, God failed you. God did not fail you. Foolishness failed you. Because there are divine principles that if you adhere to the approach. You see, one thing I found is that a lot of Christians think that there are certain things in the Bible that are your prerogative as a believer. I'm sorry, no. The Bible says seed time harvest. It's not the prerogative of Christians. If you are an unbeliever, you put a seed into the soil, it will grow. So we find Christians that don't want to put a seed, but we want an harvest. Because your God is a willow sharp sharp. But that's not how God works. We are looking at how to make money now. It says God gives you power. About power to make wealth. John 3 verses 1 to 2, which is like the most popular verse that we quote when it comes to money. It says, I wish. Remember, I did not say I pray. It did not say I decree. John was saying that I wish. It's a wish. If wishes were horses, beggars will ride on them. Christians want to inch their destiny on a wish. He says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. That is not a promise. That was the desire of John. So you and I come to prayer point and say, I wish, God wish I prosper. It's not even God that was wishing, it was John that was wishing. So we come and we say, I prosper. Money, come. I prosper. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We do other exercise. And then you leave the house and there's still no food in your house. And all the things your mates are doing, you still cannot do it. Not because God has not ordained it, but because you have not practiced the principle that brings about the wealth that you desire. It's a wish that we prosper and be in good health. Proverbs 10 verse 4 says, He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who has a slack hand a Christian, tongue-speaking, demon-chasing, that has a slack hand, will be a poor, tongue-speaking, demon-chasing Christian. That's the word. It says if you have a slack hand, you will be poor. So what do you do? How do you make money? See, I, I, I realize that oftentimes what, Christian, what people do, not Christians, what people do is they chase money or they try to make money. But I found that the alternative is to create a value. As opposed to trying to make money, if you create value, people will pay it for it. 
So instead of thinking, oh, so because sometimes, you know, I, I work with people as their coach and I say, so what's your financial goal for the next? I just want to blow. I'll say, well done, Mr. Banga. I'll be transformer if you're a PHCN. You have to, you can't just blow. You, get, you can't just, it's not, that's not how it works. You have to create value. You know, sometimes I hear people say, oh, I'm not earning enough. It's not a cost. You can never earn enough because it's only a foolish man that keeps doing the same thing and expects a different result. You have to then begin to think about what value you can begin to create on your job. You know, I tell people, I said, I said, the way I work, if I leave my office, you must know. There must be a vacuum. Christians sometimes are the most lackadaisical. We are lazy. We are not on time. We come to the office and we are praying. No, because we need to, and they say, my boss is an unbeliever. He's not an unbeliever, baby. He's paying you for the job. So when you should be typing or doing research, you are speaking in tongues. And you are wondering why you are being sad. God is not on He says, if your hand is slack. It did not say if your hand is slack praying. It did not say that if your hand is slack study. Because some of us, our study time is during working hours. And that's why you want to listen to Bishop Olu. Because you have to be built in your inner man. And then somebody is paying you for that time you want to be built up on. God is not unjust. So we have, if you are on a job, do the job you've been paid for. Do the job you've been paid for. And then think about creating value. Now, speaking on value, right? There's some people that, you know, the job that you're doing, honestly, I tell people sometimes, I said, I say, you can never get rich on a nine-to-five except you are the CEO of the company. Whether you like it. Even CEOs, right? Almost impossible. Right? And that's why people say, oh, I have a side or so, whatever. Whatever you want to call it, it's fine. Another thing I found out in scripture is that in Genesis, scripture says that four streams watered the garden of Israel, of Eden. So I think to myself, if God can have four streams watering one garden, and you, your only stream is your salary, you must be Jehovah overdue. So we have to think beyond one stream of income to look at other ways we can create more value and increase our earnings. Right? Um, okay, so let's look for practical things that we can do, right? Um, for some people, what you might be able to do is monetize your knowledge. Some people, what you might be able to do is monetize your skill set. I want to think I encourage people to do is ask your friends, well, what can I do that you will pay me for? If they are honest with you, you will be amazed at the things that you're good at that your friends can pay you for. So sometimes do that survey, especially when you're at that point where you see your income is not enough. What can you do? And then you find out, okay, so maybe I can create value in this area and then I can increase my income. And why are we talking about making money? The truth is that if you don't make money, you can't give money because what you don't have, you can't give. Another thing I need to say, we're a believing church, so I'm not sure this is relevant, but let me just say, God is interested in how you make money. So it's not enough just to make money. The how, because God is a God of process. So the how that you make the money is also very crucial to God. Because sometimes Christians are the ones that say, ah, grace is covering me. So you add one zero, grace is covering you. Actually, it sounds more like grace is covering you. 
It's not grace, so it's grace. Christians are the ones that do the most. I was traveling recently, trying to get PTA. Do you know that in Nigerian banks, there are some banks you pay 50,000 euros to be able to yes. give it. There is a bank where you give the MD of the branch 10% of the entire PTA to be able to get it. If you check it, that MD is a Christian yeah. or claims he's a Christian. Christians, how we make the money is as important as the money that we have. I would rather you walk away from business. Let me give you another testimony. So, um, there was a, a guy that called my husband for a business deal. Um, they were supposed to get involved in oil and gas. So, they had spoken good income. I'll just be going to Barbados every weekend, maybe. Good income coming from this deal. And then my husband said, okay, so, so run me through the process. And he said they were diluting fuel. Mm-hmm. So, my husband said, oh, sorry. I can't, I can't dilute fuel and sell with my chest. He was like, no. So I was like, okay, so he's going to look for someone else to do it. He was like, okay, fine, no problem. So he left that deal. He didn't do it. A couple of months later, there was a credit alert. I don't want to say how many zeros in my husband's account. Till today, we didn't know the person that deposited the money. He actually went to the bank and said, who paid, because it's not, it's not small money, who paid this money into my account? And the account says that the person does not want to be known. How you make money. When God sees that you have lost an opportunity for his name, say God is a perfect redeemer of times and seasons. He redeems lost opportunity, lost times and seasons. So don't look at the things that you are losing for Christ's sake. There is a gain. The Bible says that who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So how you make money matters. So one of the ways you can do that is to create value. Check how you make money. Okay, so now let's move to management and multiplication. Now, the management and multiplication of your money, I've broken it down into two aspects. There is the investing and there is the giving, both of which will help you manage and multiply your money. Sometimes all we look at is the investing side of it. But I realize is that even the giving aspect of it, because the Bible says that seed, time, harvest. As long as your seed is in the ground, it will come back. So we're going to be looking at the investing aspect and the giving aspect. Proverbs 11 verse 24 says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. There is one who withholds more than is right but least the poverty. I found these two concepts in this scripture. It says there is, more that, there is one that withhold. There is the part you have to withhold. The problem is when you withhold more than necessary. So here in Proverbs, we find the withholding, which is the investing part, and you find the giving, which is the scattering part. So if you withhold and you scatter, you will have more than enough. Now the Wisdom is to ensure that one does not overshadow the other. To ensure that you don't scatter more than you should and to ensure that you don't withhold more than you should. You see, I found that sometimes Christians, they also scatter more than is necessary Then they blame God for their poverty. God is not to blame. You do not have wisdom. I, I, used, to be, I, used, to be, I used to be at fault because before too, you know, there's some very charismatic pastors. And, and that's why I, 
when I'm preaching, I don't do inspire to aspire to perspire to aspire. I, I, don't, I don't look for lyrics. If you cannot get the wisdom of God in simple English, too bad. I, I don't, huh? It's simple. I, I don't do it. Right? Not because I don't know English. Uh -huh. Because I, there's a way I will come, I will call a seed now. You will give your house rent. And your school fees. And then they will chase you out of the house. Then you will blame Bishop for inviting the person that made you to lose your school fees. So there is the wisdom of scattering. There is the wisdom of withholding. Both of which God gives. So I can't tell you we told 5%. Because there are some people that they are withholding is 1%. Hey. 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 Some people, the percentage you should withhold is 1%. Professional financial analysts or advisors will tell you that you save 20% of your income. Some people, within that 20% is the seed for your harvest. So if you follow professional, you would have eaten your seed. So the proportion to scatter and to withhold is God. And the beautiful thing is that my proportion will be different from your proportion. So for some people, what God will require of you is that you scatter 90 and withhold 10. Some people, you will withhold 90 and scatter 10. Either which, as long as if that wisdom is of God, it will work for you. You see, let, let me tell you why, I was, why I'm saying this. There was a time, I used to be a believer, no, I used to, I am a believer in first fruit, right? So before, for me, it used to be, no. Before, there's a gap where I make mistakes. So it's that mistake I want to explain. Mm -hmm. So normally is everything, first fruit. So one of my colleagues in the office now said, ah, that the way I used to give my own first fruit, oh, I will remove all my working expenses. Then the balance, I will not give. And I said, ah, oh deep. <laughs> oh deep something. So that year, as a sharp girl, me too, as a, as a financial, I already know my budget for the month. So as the salary came, minus budget, the balance, man of God. And the man of God don't know. That's why I said that the problem is that your seed, nobody checks it. And God is not saying reject, immediate. So the man of God accepts. In my mind, God accepts. But God not accepts because that was not my instruction. That year, I saw, oh, oh that is it. <laughs> I saw something. It was not a good something. So the next year after, half sense. Have they give me? It's not my own. I say, man of God. The same prayer. He's praying it. He didn't know that you have mistake. It's by your result you know you have mistake. So don't follow the equation of the world. The Bible says we do not call a confederacy what they call a confederacy. So get your own proportion from God of what you need to scatter and what you need to withhold. Honestly, I tell people, right, if I've ever had a conversation with about a personal finance, one of the things I don't touch is your giving. Let the Lord now come and tell me that. Actually, that's one of the things God told me. He said, if you touch it, I will collect it from you. Eh? Nibo. Wow. So when you tell me that God says you give 25%, ah, be going, because I'm not about to pay what I told you to save. So get your percentage from God. Right? So let's look at the um, um, investing aspect of it. So we look at investing, then we round off with giving. So one, get your percentage from God. Another thing I tell people is, 
You know, the Bible says that where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is. If I look at your account balance, I can tell you where your heart is. I don't even need to hear you speak. Just show me your debit and credit. It's report card. Some people, our hearts, yellow chilies. So sometimes what you might want to do is audit your own account yourself. And that's one of the reasons I tell people to do a budget. If you do a monthly budget, you get report card of where you are at. You see your heart by yourself. And you know, Bible says judge yourself so that no man will judge you. So you want to be sure where your heart is at. Do an audit of your own personal finance and then you get where your heart is. Okay, so let's look a bit into, fin into investment, right? Um, so one of the first things to do for investment... <laughs> I'm looking at my time because I want to open it for question and answer. So let me, yes. Okay, so let's look at investment, right? One of the things I tell people, right, before you go into investment, the first thing you want to have is a financial goal. What do you want to achieve with your money? Don't say, I want to blow. Like I said, you are no banger, right? What is that goal? Let it be specific. By the end of the year, I want to have five millionaire. By the end of the year, I want to, like P.I. said, dream that dream with God. Build that goal with God. But, you know, have it already. See it. Where? At the end of the year. Do two year, five year. Dream it. When you dream it, write it down. Abacook says, I write the vision down. Make it plain. I love the translation that says, so that he that runs may see it as it runs. So when you write it down, it's not that he will see it may run. No. Sometimes as you are running, you will be seeing it. Right? So write that dream down. Let it be smart. Um, by smart is English specific measurable. You know that English, right? But write it down. Let your vision, let it be clear what you want to achieve. Um, then when you achieve, one other thing I tell people to, if you can, get an accountability partner. You know that saying that if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go with others. Oftentimes, the reason we go back on our goals is because we're going alone. If I know that Bishop Bolu is going to ask me that, have you put this month's one million away? Before I come. Not because I want to. Not because Gucci Gang is not calling me. But because I don't want his wala, I wish I save you. So that when he asks me, yes, sir, I will move. That's the advantage of having that person to check up on you. And don't lie. Once you begin to lie to your accountability, it just defeats the purpose. So you might as well not have one. So have someone that you can be honest with. You see, another reason I advise people to have that is the person will spot opportunities and tell you. I, I, I remember the first time I, I bought, um, um, it's a cement company. They're not paying me for so let me not advertise them. It's a cement company. Um, I wasn't even in the country. So um, a friend of mine just called, no, my sister-in-law just called me and said, ah, have you checked this company? Go and read there, blah, 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 blah. They are going to go, so I said, okay, 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 okay. So I went and I read it. Two minutes after, she called me and said, have you bought it? I said, madam, I'm still reading. She said, give me your PIN. Your pa I didn't buy it though. By herself. She said, give me your PIN, your password to your stockbroking account. And she bought it for me. Advantage of an accountability partner. In less than a year, the stock grew by 115%. Minus the dividend that they paid, which was 18%. So technically, that stock grew by about 130-something percent. If it was left to me, I still wanted to be doing research. 
But because I had a partner that was as committed to my growth as I was, she bought it for me. And when she sold it, I sold her collect my money. I still leave some. I'm still chopping their DVD. And I'm praying that they will not clash. They will prosper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that they can be, yeah. That's why it's important to have that partner that would be able to spot opportunities and tell you about that, be able to spur you to growth. So, that's an accountability partner, if you will. Another thing I always tell people to do is be committed to the growth. Some people don't want to do the work. I, I, I remember telling someone that one of the reasons I started charging as a financial coach was I had about a couple of experiences. I sent someone a message and I said, oh, invest in this company. An investment, most of them are time-bound, right? After two weeks, person sent me WhatsApp and said, is that, is that opportunity still open? Maybe I will respond tomorrow. Me, self, because it's like six months ago. I did not respond. Because I thought to myself, you don't value information you were given free of charge. So you have to be committed to doing the work that would grow whatever it is you have set for yourself as a plan to grow it. Um, okay, so let's just talk about um, basic investments, right? I'll break them down into three categories. There are the no-risk investment, there are the medium-risk investment, and the high-risk investment, right? Um, no-risk investment. Okay, before you go into investment, one thing I always encourage people to do is set an emergency fund. An emergency fund is because sometimes life will happen. And tentatively, that is three to six months of your living expenses. If you don't have a budget, you don't know what that figure is. So you want to start with a budget, right? Know a budget, then know what that three to six months is. Then you save it. And another thing I tell people is don't put that emergency fund in your savings account because your bank is just going fat on you, right? You can put it in at least a money market fund account where you can easily access within 20 for hours. Now, certain things are not emergency. I hear people say, ah, it's an emergency. You say, what happened? My wife is pregnant. Ah. You had nine months. It's not an emergency. Yeah. I hear people say, my house rent. Then you, you will not be blaming that your church is not helping you. No, no, no. Foolishness is not helping you. House rent is not an emergency. You had 12 months to prepare for it. School do we have married people in the house before I come? Yeah. School fees is not an emergency. You have three months at least. So certain things that I see Christians run around for and they blame their church for not caring for them is simply a lack of wisdom. You know that. So what's the strategy, right? So house rent is in 12 months. Your house rent is 1.2 million, right? Divided by 12. Common sense tells you that every month, 10K, let it be going somewhere. 100K, sorry. Let it be going somewhere. School fees is... Ha! Huh? It's even spent now. School fees is... It's hmm. Divide the hmm by three. Every month, you know where to be. Depending on the number of children that you now have. If you are occupied, it's like, come. Where? You get... <laughs> So such things are not emergency. Things that you have time to plan for is not an emergency. Emergency is your car suddenly broke down. 
um, sickness, you didn't plan, nobody plans for sickness, right? Something, yeah, those are the things that, you know, and then you can go to fire, whatever. And those are the things that you can then go into that emergency fund. And as soon as you use it, you want a buffer. So once you've buffered your emergency fund, then you can go into investing. Now, why do I say that? Have you ever seen people put their house up for sale impromptu at a discount? What happens is they don't have emergency funds. So life happens as it sometimes does and they have no buffer. Or then you now begin to call your friend and Pastor Imisi will not pick your call. Because every time it's money. You only call when you are broke. Shakpa have caught you. Pastor Imisi, urgent 2K, urgent 5K, urgent 10K. So you want to make allowance for those kind of things. So once you have done your emergency fund, then you want to now consider your risk appetite. Now, that's one thing I see that people don't consider before investing. People go into cryptocurrency, for example. If your risk appetite is low, it's hypertension that will end it. Cryptocurrency is high risk. Now, the, thing, the rule of thumb for investment is the higher the risk, the higher the gain. So cryptocurrency, you can have gotten in 24 hours, 500%. As I remove my money like this, my friend, I went after Ola Noni straight. If you don't understand, hey, honestly, she, the person that came after me, she, money have go. You get it. So that's the thing. But you have to understand the difference. So cryptocurrency is high risk. You can make a lot of money. You can lose everything in the blink of an eye, right? Um, stock market is medium risk. However, you want to do a long-term play. For stock market, consider foreign and local. Rule of thumb for investment. Invest across asset classes, across geographies, and across currencies. Any country I enter into, the first thing I always ask, how do I open accounts? Physical bank. So in case anything happens to Nigeria, if I enter Europe today, I will survive. If they carry all of us as refugees now to UK, you will be refugee me have go. Because the God have opened door, have opened my door. <laughs> Do you understand the difference? So you want to invest across various currencies. So that if anything happens, nothing will happen in Jesus' name. The Bible says that wisdom is profitable to Amen. So invest across currencies, invest across geographies, and it's possible, right? I know that there's some investment you can't do outside of the country if you don't have social security number, but technology is changing the name of the game. Right? With UK, there are accounts you can open. There are, um, real estate, yeah, there are real estate you can purchase without you having something. And, and a lot of them do crowdfunding. So you don't have to look for... You see, that's another thing I hear people, Christians say, I don't have enough money. When I make money, I will invest. Maybe you will never have the money. The Bible says that money will grow wings and fly away. One thing I even realized is that if you don't give your money an assignment, nature will give it an assignment for you. Do, do you have some family member that is, as the credits enter, they will call you? That your auntie, the leg broke. Mama, you are receiving the alert together. Yeah. So you want to assign your money to responsibilities, right? If not, nature abhors a vacuum. My pastor loves to say that a lot. Something will happen that will take that money away from you. But once he has an assignment, you know, one thing I also realize about the assignment is once your money has an assignment, and a need comes, God brings a way to meet that need. Because God gives seed to the soul. And to the one that we eat, he will give you only bread. A eater cannot get seed. Because you are a eater. And God knows. 
Do you get what I mean? So don't be afraid to say, oh, if I assign all the money, where will more come from? If it's a need, God can meet it. Right? Yeah, so um, assign your money to... So I was talking about the asset classes. Cryptocurrency, high risk. Real estate is medium risk, but it's long term. If you want to invest in real estate, however, signs to look out for. Areas where government is having development. Don't go and buy in. Let me look for the place now. Agbara. Let's move on. At least for this government. Maybe the next government, we shall see. But APC government, it have casted. So you want to look at areas where the government is having development. I even t- and then when you do that, you also have to be careful, right? Because I see a lot of people gravitating towards um, lucky free trade zone. Now, the, the, the thing about... No, you can even get some without government acquisition. You want to look at um, what has happened in the past. If you see the price of properties in Apapa, lucky trade zone is going to replicate it. When it starts, everybody will gravitate towards it. After a while, you don't want to live in that area. Then people will begin to move back. So if they come up and say, buy five plus, you will now be chairman of legacy association. Yeah, it will work in the five year. But after time, people will gravitate out of it. How many of you want to live in Apapa now? That's what's going to happen. Because you cannot stop Dangote's trailer from parking in front of your head. It's even passing. It will park there. I see my, my estate people around. We have trailer in our estate. Abby. They used to park. They will not be noisy midnight. Like those people are vampires. In the 2 a.m., they will not be warming the energy of their car. I don't understand. Car energy, they used to knock in the middle of the night. You will not be a more. You're like, hey, God. I have one person in my that she's very, you just wake up in the morning, she'll call police, they will pack them. They will pack them two days after they will come back. It's inevitable. So I'm not saying don't invest in lucky features zone. I'm saying understand the prospects that surround your investment. You cannot stop the trailers from parking. You cannot stop the deterioration of the road. So all of those things will affect your yield at the end of the day. So those are things to, to consider. So that's real estate. Um, um, medium, um, no risk investment, money market, you can start with one naira, sorry, with 1,000 naira. So start money market, and it's no risk, right? You get your money back. Fixed term investment, you can do that. Um, um, I'm trying to think of all the questions you can ask me, so I can answer before the question answers. <laughs> Um, stock market is medium risk, like I said. Stock market, think local, think international, right? Um, because you have to in- invest across currencies and more because of where the Naira is going to. We're praying for the economy. I'm personally praying for Emifili because yeah. it needs to receive wisdom. But just make sure you edge your fund, right? So invest across. You want to invest in euro bonds. There are euro bonds. Those are no risk investment. Euro bonds, government bonds. Um, there's government savings bond that you can start with as little as 5,000 naira. Um, euro bond is investing in foreign currency. You do with it as little as $1,000, right? Um, but you need a dumb, a dumb account to be able to open that. So just open a dumb account. You can be changing it small, 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 small. When it's 1,000, move it to euro bond. Um, so you have foreign currency. Um, you want to do stock market. There, there are a lot of apps you can use for foreign stocks, right? Um, when you do that, consider dividend-paying stocks and capital growth stocks. Um, the advantage is, 
um, if you, if you invest in dividend paying stocks, when you decide to stop putting in money, the dividend will be generating enough money that you can use to reinvest in capital growing stocks. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Um, dividend paying stocks are companies where they pay you dividend. Most companies in Nigeria pay you once or twice a year. The bank used to pay twice a year. God, let the glory of the former come back. Now they are paying once. Um, but this year they have not paid. Um, <laughs> I'm monitoring them. Um, so in the US, most of the dividend paying company pays quarterly or monthly, right? So every month or every quarter, depending on the stocks you have bought, they will pay whatever they are paying into your account. Now, let's say I put $1,000, right? They are paying me dividend every month of, say, $100. $100. It's possible. There's 10%. There's 13%. Yeah. So they pay you... $100, right? Now you can then take that $100 and say, let me put it in Microsoft. I don't want to be calling them. Let me put it in capital. Companies that don't pay dividend, but they have capital appreciation. They can grow in price. Do you get what I mean? So you, you make money by selling them because they won't, but they are long term because you have to wait for the price of the company to grow, go up. But then the, the wisdom is that you're not now putting your new money. You are using the return on your dividend, yes, to go. Do you understand now? Amen. Yeah, okay. So, so that's it for, <laughs> that's it for stock market. Um, yeah, government bonds, you can do that with your banks or with investment companies. Um, if you have average of 5 million naira, there's something called commercial papers. Um, commercial papers are companies that need to borrow loan, but they don't want to loan from the bank. So they go to investment houses and they ask the citizens for loans. Um, the, the advantage is that their return on investment is always higher than money markets. So average CP right now, you will get 13 to 17%. No money market is paying above 10%. But the, the thing is that they're like term deposit in the sense that you give me 5 million, I'm going to hold it for... They do days from like 180 to 65, um, thereabout. So they'll tell you... No, so you want to invest in companies that have um, value, so you are sure that your money will come back. But most time, they are listed on stock markets. So if they don't have good performance, they will not be on stock market. So that's commercial papers. So you want to do commercial papers are also no risk. So commercial papers, government saving bonds, um, euro bonds. Euro bonds is investing in dollars. Um, the company is pulling the money together and investing for you. They pay you back your returns in dollars, and they pay you out back your money in dollars. Um, yeah, so those are no risk and those are medium risk. If you have any other question, we'll continue after. Let's move to the final part of this part, which is given. I remember all of this we got from Proverbs. Um, Proverbs, so given. Second Corinthians 2. Second Corinthians 9, verses 6 to 8. You know, I found this scripture when it was our theme scripture for the month. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 to the 8. Verse 6 to 8. It says, But this I say to you, I'm going to read the New King James and the message. New King James says, But this I say to you, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each give as he proposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And, now if you hear and in a sentence, it means that that sentence does not stand alone. It's a continuous. What Christians do is that we leave this first part. You will now go to and. You will, mm, Bishop. You will now lambano on 
And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. The question is, who are you? God bless you. So, for you to lambano on all grace, the first question is, are you a cheerful giver? If you are not a cheerful giver, jump and pass because it's not for you. It's the truth. You can pray all you want. Scriptures cannot be broken. Make all grace abound towards you. That's you. The you, yeah, is the cheerful. So anywhere you see you, don't be putting cheerful. Don't say Christians because it's a lie. We are reading scripture. It's not me. It's the word of God. So that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Why will you have an abundance for every good work? Because you're a cheerful giver. If you will not give, God will not give it to you. Do you get the difference? Let's read it in message. I like the way message... I like message English. This will come to our level. Message says, remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. I like message. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. Pastor, help me. Your girl is broke. Bishop, send me. Urgent 2K. You want to stop asking for it? Here is it. It says, God loves it when a giver delights in the giving. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you are ready for anything and everything more than just ready to do what needs to be done. God gives this abundance of grace that Paul is speaking about here to those that are cheerful givers. You know what I realize? If you do the right thing with just 10% of your income and you do the wrong thing with 90%, you will still be a broke fighter. If you do the right thing with 10% of your income and you do, which is fact, right? And you do the wrong thing with 90%, you will be a broke fighter. Because the giving here, you know what I discovered in scriptures? If we even go by Old Testament, the giving God was asking them to go is more than 10%. You tell them to give 10%, then you tell them to give an offering so that there's no scarcity in the house of God, then you realize that that's your tithe, that, that the freeze is your best friend. It's, you know when there's the entry level? It's jam. When it comes to the things of God. So God is not just interested in a particular aspect of our finances. He's interested in everything. And that's why we started with the amount that you withhold is God's to decide. The amount that you scatter is God's to decide. If you allow culture to tell you 10% and all you give is that 10%, you might still be broke because you're not working in obedience. And partial obedience is disobedience to God. So giving, let's also look, I want to look at scriptures for giving because when we hear giving, we are very 
stereotype in our mind. So let's look at scripture. This one we're going to read the Amplified. The Amplified is um, Mark 12 verse 41 to 44. It says, and he sat down opposite the treasury temple and began watching how the people were putting into the treasury. And many rich people were putting in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which amount to a mite. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, this poor widow put in proportionally, that's why I'm reading the Amplified, proportionally more than all the contributors to the treasury, for they all contributed from their abundance or surplus. But she from her poverty put in all she had, all she had to live on. So Jesus went into the temple to sit down and look at what and how people were giving. You know, I hear people say, it's not, it's not look at what they give. It's not about what you give. So you come to church, right? And you have 1,200. And God say, give me 1,000. Say, no. If I give 1,000, I will not have transport fare. I cannot have to care for transport fare. So because of that. You know, all those things that, we, that goes on in our mind. So I cannot have to care for transport fare. And if I say, she should drop me at home. Now, she should not drop me. All this is one second. She should not drop me at home. Okay, okay. Then the usher come, just take the 200 and you give it. If we were in the Old Testament, they should give you back your 200. So you give in and you keep your 1,000. And you go home that you are giving. But according to God, you haven't given. You indirectly wasted the 200. You might as well not even give at all. At least, Kukuma, I always tell people, want to go to FIA, go to FIA with your full chest. Kukuma, carry your disobedience with your full chest. So Jesus came and sat down and Amplify said he was looking at the proportion. So the problem was not how they were giving. It was in relation. And why would God look at the proportion? Because there is nothing that you have that you have not been given in the first place. So God gave it to them. And then when they were coming to give it back, they gave him back less than he wanted. And they say, Oh, I'm speaking to you. If you don't understand, the Holy Spirit interpreted to you. You know that Ajegba Makwam, just that didn't see me, yeah, you get it. And God is saying, no, 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 no. That's, that's not how God operates. So Jesus came and he was looking at the proportion in relation to what I have given you. What are you giving back to me? Are you, you know, one of the things I do when I go into services, God, what do you want? I don't want to give an offering that will not come back, good measure, press down, shaking together. No. If I give, I, I say... I remember on this trip, hmm, let me give you a testimony. So, my family went before myself because I couldn't go with them. And then I was trying to book another. And then I finally booked it one midnight. And as I was booking it, I put my last name as my middle name. And I did not check it, right? So, I was checking in the morning before. They asked that I cannot check in. So, I called the airline and I said, sorry. Um, I need to change my... They said, ah, we only changed three, three letters. Abi? Mm-hmm. Bishop will say if I'm lying. He said, sorry, we only changed three letters. My son's name is six letters. So he said, sorry, we cannot change your name. So the only thing we would ask you to do is ask for a refund. Ah. I said, you refund, another refund? So I, as the guy was saying, so give me your full name and your passport. I just called the call because this is not my portion. After I called the call, I went back to my room and I said, ah, I'm a fighter. <laughs> I don't think I'm owing you any money, by chance. So therefore, you have to rebuke the devourer for my sake. 
So I said, I'm going to the office. Do I know anybody there? No. I went on Google. Find the address of the office. I called a friend. She said, oh, go. Maybe they can help you. So I carried myself, fit my bag, I wear clothes, enter. By this time, it was like maybe 18 hours to do the flight. I got to the place, and they kept me waiting. By the time I saw the lady, she said, oh, for security reasons, we can't do it. That the best we can do for you is to tell you to ask for a refund. And a refund takes 45 working days. So I, uh, you say, ah. So I would advise, that's how she was speaking, very professionally, emotionless woman. She said, so I would advise you, <laughs> I would advise you to sit down and try to book another ticket so that you can at least go on this trip and then get your refund when you come back. I said, I understand you, but can you at least send an email to your HQ? She was like, um, I've been working here for a long time. It's never happened before. I said, yes, yeah, because in my head I'm thinking, me, it's never happened before. It used to happen for me. So I said, just send an email. She said, okay, no worries. I'll send one of our technical guys to come. And she told the technical guys, take her details, go send an email. I said, madam, you are wasting time. Then me, so I sat down and then I went online and then I saw the price of the ticket. I'm like, it's not my portion. I'm like, no, I, I'm not going to pay this amount to fly. And then I said, and then I remember that, ah, but you're a covenant child of God. So I sat down and I crossed my leg and I said, my own way will happen. A couple of minutes later, the woman looked at me and said, madam, Whatever prayer you pray to whichever God that you are serving, continue to pray. It. I was like, so even me, I now became confused. I said, what do you mean? He said, it's been approved. It has, I've been working here for years. It has never happened before. We don't change name for security reasons, but for some reasons, for some reason, they change your name. You can go home. You can free to fly. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Another woman was staying there. It's the same problem. She had been sitting since. He said, madam, I tap it. I said, you tap it where? Because it doesn't happen for other people does not mean it doesn't happen for you. When you know that you are, I'm not owing you. There's no way agency can take my money except I want them to take it. So, yours truly, I had a wonderful time. Came back to the glory of God and the devil. We're talking giving. When you give God, I, I heard someone preach one time. He said, when you give God his portion, he allows the remainder to make sense. You see, when God was telling them in Malachi, God was not, he wasn't telling them a cause. He was telling them why their experience was the way it was. He was telling them why there was, he was telling the prophet, when you give, these are the blessings. It's not saying conditional. Do you understand what I'm saying? He wasn't telling them that you're giving a good measure, you open the windows of everything. When you don't give, this is what happened. I, I was reading Agai, right? And there, there are things there that, I say, God, don't let it be anybody's portion. No. Agai 1 verses 4 to 11. Consequences of when you don't give God. I don't want to read it because no, it's not a profitable substance. You can read it in your own time. Agai 1 verses 4. And God was not cursing the prophet. Oh. He was telling them, my house is in ruin. And you want to live in fine house. Ah. He said, don't let me say the cause. He said, money will just, who my offer? Read it. Agai. So it wasn't that God was placing a curse. He was just telling them the consequences. He was telling them the blessings they were missing out on by not being a giver. I remember that what you give is you and God. Yeah, essentially, you and God. So, another thing I need to say here. When you give, you're not doing God a favor. 
cannot do your pastors a favor. Do you realize that Jesus found coin in the most impossible place? In the mouth of a fish. If a pastor or a minister needs money for the ministry and you refuse to be the conduit through which God blesses them, do you realize that God has 180 million people actors on this earth that he can raise. I remember a testimony about a woman that came to, a man that came to give, I think Pastor Bimbo, a car. And the moment the woman brought the car, I think it was a woman, yeah. The moment she brought the car, God told Pastor Bimbo to reject the car. Pastor Bimbo said, sorry, I can't take this car from you. The woman started to cry. God had told her years ago to bring that car. And God told Pastor Bimbo, I, she was the first person I gave the instruction but she was struggling with it, so I instructed someone else to bring that same car. Therefore, don't collect that. She didn't collect the car. Who lost? God or the woman? You're not doing God a favor by obeying, obeying him. God has won. So if God asks you to give, he's saying partner with me to bless you. Not partner with me to bless me. So we think that when we are giving, we are blessing God. No. Who, who has God collected their 1,000 naira before? So God came down and said, Pastor Missy, give me this 1,000 and he collected it physically. No! Nobody has had that experience before. So God does not need our cash. When God tells you to give, he's telling you, open the door for me to bless you. But you have a decision to say, I don't want to open this door. And we decide that by our actions. Because I realize that God will ask us for some... Cra- I tell people, I said, the day I knew that I can never be poor, right, was when God asked me to clear my account. I'd never heard anyone do it before, so I was wondering why I'm you. <laughs> but thank God I go to a Bible-believing church, so I've been taught obedience. But the moment I gave that offering, I just knew that you just... Physically, I didn't have money because by that time, my account was narrowed. But I just knew. My account has never been that figure again. Never. So when God asks you to give, he's asking you to partner with him for your own benefit, not for his own benefit. Psalmist says that if I was hungry, would I ask you? God was asking the psalmist. He said, if I'm hungry, I will not, you're not the one I will ask for bread to eat. So when I'm asking you for money, it's not because of me. And remember, when we obey in a way that God doesn't want us to, God can reject the offering. God is not mandated to accept your offering. And an offering that is not accepted does not produce. If you take your seed and you put it into the ground, and for some reason the ground uproots it, you don't get an harvest from that seed. So when we give to God, we have to understand that it's more for us than it is for God. You know, I get excited when God, I was even telling him, he said, I have never asked for offering recently. Abby, you don't want my money. I'm even enjoying the money shower, just in case. I get excited because anytime God says, give me money, Amy, ah, good measure. Press down. So I will now go and look for that one that has never happened before. I say, God, that's never happened before. Hey, that's my offering. Maybe this one can so when God is asking us to give, he's asking us to give for our own good. Let's not think that we're doing the church or the God. I, I remember in 316, right? So the sound was saying, oh, they needed certain instruments. And, you know, I said I wasn't going to go ask for it. Because Bishop 
And Pastor Emi said, no, why? So I said, I wasn't going to go and ask. So I told him, I said, whatever God cannot give you by prayer, I'm not going to get it. We had that conversation on Sunday. Saturday morning, I got a message. Ah, you won't believe. Sent me pictures. The instrument they wanted. A member bought instrument of 2.8 million naira brought it to church. And when I said, oh, give me the person's name, he was like, I don't want to be known. I don't want this one. I don't want this one. I said, wait, how? He said, oh, I was supposed to use that money to buy a car. And then God tell, told me, don't buy a car. Use it for my house. Now, the guy has a car. I'm working with him on his finances. The amount that guy is investing now. Thank God he didn't eat his seed. A young guy like you and I. I remember another testimony when I was in school then. You know her posh click. She did IT. You know her, right? She did IT. So after her IT, she came to meet me and said, the entire money they paid her for IT, she was giving it to the church. Me, young pastor, ah, even me, I say, how do you begin to pray, to bless? So I just held her and I'm like, why? She went to solve also. So I was like, oh, why are you giving? She said, God told her to give everything. That, you know, she's digressing. She studied microbiology or something like that. So she's going into photography. And God told her not to buy a camera with it, but to sow the seed. And she sowed the seed. God gave her cameras. And her name, if it, she just got something with Access Bank during this week. Obedience. Imagine if she had eaten that IT money. Because at that time, six digits, it was big money. So when God is asking you for a seed, however absurd the amount is, he's asking you to partner with him for your own blessing, for your own sake. So let's never forget that. Look, um, let's just look at some of the scriptures, right? So it's Psalm 50 verse 12 that says, if I were hungry, would I tell you? It says, the world is mine and its fullness thereof. Message says that all creation and its bounty, you know bounty is money, right? It says, bounty are mine. Luke 6 verse 38 says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, will God cause men to give to your bosom. First Timothy 6 verses 17 to 19 says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. So who do we give? We give to family, we give to the poor, and we give to God's work. Those are people that you give to, right? So how, what you give to them, remember... I'm not here to tell you. The important Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So be led by God on what to give. But remember where we started from, your mindset. I'm going to read some quotes on generosity mindset. Um, there's a book that Pastor Emisi gave me about uh, generosity bet. Excellent book. You read stories about people that give 90% and they keep 10%, right? And they can never be poor because the scriptures can never be broken. As long as you are obey, I'm not, I'm not now saying you go do the same, right? I'm saying you get your own instruction from God and obey it to the letter. People will think you're crazy, but you obey. I remember one of my sisters, right? When they call an offering in church, she's always the first person to come out. And I used to wonder, even me, I didn't know you have this body. Always. And she was like, God told her, when you come, when you have a need, come to me. I'm not kidding you. Two of our children are in one of the best schools in Nigeria. They pay millions per year. She has their ch our children on scholarship. 
No school scholarship. Somebody will walk up to her and say, God said I should pay your child's school fees. True life story in the Fountain of Life Church. A child just went to um, Corona Agbara. Someone walked up to her and said, what secondary school does your child want to go for? You know there are school fees there. No spence. Close to, close to 5M. It's four point something. And then somebody walks up to you and says, God said I should. Someone walked up and said, God said I should take your son up to secondary school level. Obedience to God. The truth is that if you think it will never be enough and you are too scared to release it to God, it would never even be enough for you yourself. I remember someone once saying that if I ever have money that is not enough, I convert it to a seed. If you want to do something and it's not enough, turn it into a seed and God brings the harvest. And God always does bring the harvest. Generosity mindset. It says that a mindset of generosity is a mindset that sees giving as a blessing. It's a mindset that anticipates God's provision and does not fear lacking. It looks for opportunities to give and rejoices in providing for others, thereby creating a lifestyle of abundance around them. That's the mind. Do you know why the Jews are one of the richest? Do you know they're not even the richest? But there is that assumption that the Jews yeah. are one of the richest set of people. Yeah. It's mindset. Yeah. From childhood, they teach their children about money. Do you know that every Jew has a box in their house? I think it's called Sadaka or something like that. Right? It's an offering. Whether you go to church or not, you'll be putting it in your house. It's obedience to what um, Paul was alluding to in 2 Corinthians when he was asking them to get their offering ready because he was coming. And that's where the all grace who are bound came from. Every Jew is being taught from childhood to have an offering basket in their household. And then whenever they gather, they will take that offering and go and give it. And then you wonder why they are succeeding. Seed time harvest will never cease. So it's all about our mindset. They always, it's part of their culture. They always look for an opportunity to give. They are being taught that they can never lack. So when they go, they, they give freely because they know they can never lack. They know it will come back to them. And that's why today we have to look at our mindset because once you get it right in your mind, you will make money right. Once you make money right, giving will never be a problem. And remember, the two ways to manage your money is to give and to invest. Both of which will bring you a bountiful harvest. And above all, God is calling us to be partners with him. He's calling us to be. Some of us will never go to the field for evangelism. Let pastor call the call. What I tell people is, if I can't go, let my money go for me. Some things you cannot do because of time and constraint. But you can put in your resources. And then you can see how God will reward you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We're going to ask questions. If you have questions, you can just begin to write them down. Um, we will take the question. We thank you. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 6 says, In the morning, sow your seed. And in the evening, do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. No man has ever given to God and has lost. I'm, I'm yet to find it. That every time you give to God, he always has a way of giving back to you. Father, we thank you. And we've made up our mind to be kingdom financiers. We've made up our mind to partner with you. We pull down every stronghold, every item that has exalted itself above the knowledge of Christ. Father, we pull them down in the name of Jesus. And we decree that our hearts and our minds are open 
to be generous. Our hearts, our minds are open to be kingdom financiers. Our hearts and our minds are open to partner with you as it regards our money. We thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have any questions. Come on, celebrate Jesus. If you have a question, anybody? All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, Bob Sander, please let me get another mic. Okay, can we use this one? It do be for you. So you see, I don't know, Minister as pastor, where he found all of us. So. Did you hear all the things Pastor Bishop was saying? All right, go ahead, Ginika. Thank you. Um, thank you, Pastor Bisui. I have so just listening to you, um, I was relating because for me giving is not just money. So I was trying to relate the principles to giving of time and service. And so my question is, while it will apply, is it possible that instead of giving money you could replace it with those other two? Is it does it equate? Yes, um, I think it's in Matthew where he say, where the scripture says that you are very good at giving tithes of your means and your commons, but you are not able to give of your love and your mercy towards one another, right? Me paraphrasing it. So definitely when it comes to giving, you can give more than financial resources. But I think what is most important is to get what God is asking you to give. Now, you cannot substitute an instruction to give money for giving time. Neither can you substitute an instruction to give time for money. So you say, because I can't be there, so let me just send Bishop money. Meanwhile, God said, come and, come and help Bishop. Do you get what I mean? So I think what is important is to get the instruction from God and obey the instruction. So if God is saying, give time, give time. If he's saying, give money, give money. But obedience is what is key when it comes to giving. Sorry, is it also possible that it's most times not either or? It can be both. Yeah, be oh, yeah. because I, I remember one time um, there was this man of God well, I was really asking question about money. And he said, I was just talking about what was happening in my life. And he said, hope the ministry. Now, it wasn't church. It was just that hope the ministry is a giving ministry. And hope you were given. And I was just in that place where, ah, I mean, I left. Um, I was not in paid. I, was not, I, I just left paid employment. And I, I thought I was going to do something else. And God was directing me to ministry. And I'm like, I was like trying to give. I said, see, God does not understand I don't have. I, I, it took me aback and he said, because there's nobody that's without. So I think it was the culture of, even if it's one naira, even if it's there's something, because Bishop said, it's amazing something, he said, why would God equate money and, you know, and this thing? And there's something. So you can be in a place where, again, whatever the instruction is, all right, I, I know that might not be your question, but also for someone that's asking, because I've been in a place where I'm like, ah, well, I don't have the money. And I think it's not because they don't, it's just the mindset, I don't, as against that. God actually can, he wants to be Lord over your finance. So, I don't know, but it was saying something about the principle of God can ask you to give money for money. He can tell you to give something to receive that back. So, you can actually give your tithe of time and everything and all. But what he said that time changed my life because I then started practicing it. From that place of not enough, practicing that, finding, it became, wasn't it longer an instruction, beyond any other instruction God gave to me. I wanted to break the fear of running out by being generous. And that was the Lord, what the Lord introduced to me. In a place where I didn't have 
So I will look for it. It might be 10 era, it might be whatever. And it became something that was beyond my control. So in addition to being led by God, I feel like most times it's not either or. God is just, what is he telling you per time? And it can get to a point where, for instance, your offering, you don't need to be, I mean, you don't need to wait for a word to give an offering. You don't, the scriptures say, don't come into the house of the Lord without something. So that's the word. That's the word for why you give offering. Don't come to the house without something. So, yeah, that'll help you. Claire, before we go to other people, your question. No, Emmanuel, you see, ask that question. So, um, the question I have is about doubt. So, when you get instruction from the Holy Spirit about giving, and you're convinced that, in fact, you know, like for certain, that you have to give this money, and then you have given the money, and then you're like, oh shit. What if it's really was? Did I hear? How does you? I don't know if you know God's heart. If He reacts. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to accept it anymore because you've just doubted. Because I have had that experience and I found myself like speaking to myself and know you heard clearly. But I don't know now that we know Abel and Cain. I don't know, you know. <laughs> okay, I get your question. Um, once God has spoken, you know, the Bible says that once have I spoken twice, have you heard? Oh, and all power belongs to God. So if you've heard and you've given. Now, sometimes it's the lie of the devil. So the devil comes with accusing. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren, right? He wants you to uproot your seed with your words or with your actions. And there's no way you uproot your seed and it will get an harvest. So it's the tactics of the devil. So he will come and he will whisper. Because once he begins to whisper, now you're working in unbelief, right? Now you're beginning to say, oh, maybe, maybe not. If your heart is not open to receive from God. So when you are in that position, see it as the devil. Because God, the devil will never ask you to give. Not to the work of God. You will give to Obio when he asks for one million. But the devil will never ask. No, the devil will never ask you to give to prosper God's work. No, it's not in his character. So if the instru- you can easily decipher when is the work of when God is the one asking. So once you have obey, um, when you hear such accusing voices, just ignore it and just continue to confess the truth that you. But I give you a personal example. So. Um, one time we were in church, we were in Darlington Hall, right? Um, and there was a call, I think it was Shobo or something that said we should give to, I think, Pastor Jay, right? And um, when he made that call, I was going to the embassy. I think I was pregnant or something, so I wanted to get visa or something. So I was now thinking to myself that, ah, so when I now give like this, I will now tie it. That's not what the Lord sent me, see? So I was saying, so when I give, I will now tie it. Then I will now go. They will now give me. So God now said, and if you now go, they now don't give you then what will happen? The seed was not for you to tie to something. It was just an offering that was not for you to tie to anything. So I told myself, I said, I'm not, so I, I said to, tell, to myself, I'm not going to give the seed to tie it to something that God was not asking me to. Because you see, some of us give a seed and we tell God our harvest. And sometimes your harvest is so little compared to what God wants to give you. But then you have tied, I, I'm, is this, it's still the same story. So I said, okay, and I even said, I was not going to give until after the interview. So if your will is that I will not get it, I should not get it, I'm not bothered. So I wrote the check and I did not give Pastor Jenny. Until after I went for the interview, thankfully I got it. After I went for the interview, I then gave him the check. 
after I gave him the check, God then said, do you want to change houses? Oh. I was living in Surulere then. And then Alfred is here because it's my real estate somewhere. Then Alfred called me and said, oh, there's, a open, there's an opening in my estate. Um, do you want to get it? Right about when that opening came, one of our investments matured. You see this precarious God that orchestrates things. Because I don't leave loose cash in my account. Right? And Alfred, the person wanted the money immediately. Like you, it was first buyer. And they had other buyers. At least if I'm lying, I will jamming. There were other buyers. So the guy was not even waiting for comeback. It was whoever brings the cash. So the maturity, at least you, you, you are my witness, right? I came back from the bank that same day. The investment matured that day. Got credited into, credited into the account that day. So I went to the bank, changed it into bank draft. I got back to the estate like maybe 6.30. And that's how we have where we're living today. Now imagine if I had tied the 30,000 to embassy interview. Who, lo- who would have lost? So you cannot determine how God will repay your seed. But yours is to obey. And when the devil brings such light, you refute it with the word of God. Thanks. Um, How do we align our financial plan with the following scriptures? Do not store up treasure here on earth where moths can eat them and rust destroy them and where thieves can break in and steal. Store your treasure in heaven where, you know, that scripture that, how can we tie it to financial planning? Okay. So, sorry? Yeah, I did a bit. Um, okay, so it says do not store up. It did not say do not keep at all. Right? It says do not store up treasures where, and then the question is where do moths enter? Where do devourers enter? I remember what I said. I said if you use 10%, for the right thing. And you use the 90 for the wrong things, you'll still be a broke fighter, right? So when he says do not store it up, right? If I'm using the remaining 10% for an agenda that God is still not a part of, even an investment agenda. Yay. I've had co- offers to invest in certain companies and God will say no. For another person, it might be a yes. But for me, there was one stubbornness because sometimes you have coconut head and now put i'll not tell you the amount but you pay me and now put the money the company now yeah it's not mmo yeah. the company have not even crashed efcc is still chasing them they now and my husband was like but you knew like i saw the num- i knew and i kept telling him that oh this company is not viable but i still put my money me that told somebody else that it's not valuable. It's me that now put my money. And then it went off. Right? So when the Bible says that do not store up where moth and this thing, it's saying that do not put it outside of God's agenda or God's plan. It's not just ministry. Right? When it comes to the Bible says that in all your ways, it didn't say in all spiritual ways or churchy ways. No, it says in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So you want to invest in stock market, acknowledge God. Because it's not all companies that are viable. Right? So if you acknowledge God, then you are not putting it. Because God cannot be where moth is. Right? So once you put it where God is, it will prosper. Once you go outside of God's plan, that's when you are now in where moth and you know all of that devourer can be. And then. So good. All right. If you have questions, raise your hand. Everybody has questions. So one, two, three, four, five. All right. Let's start with you. 
Okay, um, thank you, Pastor Bisse. So, um, my question is about first fruits. I want to understand it properly. You talked about your colleague that, you know, she, he or she removed and then gave the rest. So, is there like a template for first fruits? Or we also have to do it based on instruction from God? And then you mentioned um, handing it over to um, Pastor Taiwo. So, is there a way to pay? Because we do transfers. So, <laughs> so is there a way? <laughs> so is there a way to pay? Like you have to go to your pastor and be like, "Oh, pastor, this is my first fruit. Bless me." Or is there a way? Like we can do transfers and it will still reach us. Yes, yes. You, you know, but I will give you because I see him almost every day when I'm in the office. So it's inevitable, right? Um, there's been. I think it was last year, two years ago, when he wasn't around because of personality, so I had to do it. I can't wait for him to come back, right? Um, so you don't have to physically go, but the, the law, the concept of first fruit is actually the first income. For some people, they translate it to the, it's supposed to be your first, the first of your yields. Um, some people say the first of their job, their first salary. Some people say it's the first uh, income of every month. Some say the first salary of every new year, sorry. So that's first fruit. Some people interpret it to whenever they promote you, like a new job, you know, the first increment, right? But the idea is that the first of your increase, the definition of that increase is up to you. I believe it's every year, right? But it's up to you and God. Um, who do you give it to? It's not supposed to be for the church. It's supposed to be for the priest. It's in the scripture. The first fruit is supposed to be to your priest, Whoever is your spiritual father or spiritual mother, you are not a bastard if you are in the house of the Lord. So, whoever you decide is your spiritual father, that's the person you give the first fruit to. It's not, it's not your tithe that you pay to the church account. It's scripture. Check it in scriptures, right? So, you give it to the priest. It's supposed to be for the priest. Um, the priest can then decide to give it to the church or give a tithe, whatever. I, I know, for example, so I'll speak for my own father in the Lord, Pastor Taiwo. I know that there are sometimes that you give him a first fruit, he will remove one seed and give you back the remaining. He will remove one, if you give him cash, there are times that he will remove one. So if it's 1,000 bill, he will remove 1,000 and give you back the remaining based on whatever instruction God has given him. But what is important is you take it to now, don't come and give bishop and um, bishop take everything. You know, say, our ah, bishop is selfish, gone. You say, but that's what your father in the Lord used to do. You too, why? You know, nah. Prerogative of what to do is the priests. As the priest is led. You can't give it anonymously. You don't have to go as a person. The important thing is, write first fruit on it because it is for the priest. That's why the Bible says that the priests do not have an inheritance in the Israel because God is their inheritance. And scripture also commands in Leviticus to provide for them. So this is your own way of providing for them. So you give to the priest. Whatever the priest then decides to do with it is between the priest and God. Did I answer your question, ma'am? Great that way. Um, there was something God said too. And I've been waiting for answers to come. I, and God was like, Auntie? I said, yes, Lord. So sometimes we feel like it's when you see the person, you know, so w w whichever way you know, works. Um, where's the other person? 
We're five people. All right. Tolani, then we'll go to yeah. Okay. Hi, Pastor Bisei. Um, what advice would you give to someone that is just fresh out of school trying to navigate yes, personal oh. finance? <laughs> or maybe they are still in school. Um, so or they are even just they are even married and in life generally. Yeah. That's yeah. For I remember sorry to cause that's how I felt when Pastor Bisei, some years ago and she really. I can't wait for what she will say. Go ahead. Yeah, so in terms of investment, um, all this do your due diligence, all this plenty English, how do you navigate that? And even, you know, having different streams of income, things like that. Okay. Um, so if you're out of school, like I said, ask life out of, okay. Like I said, just... Like it just started. It just started, okay. Okay. Um, the first place to start is for you to earn something, right? So what you might want to do is maybe get a job or um, ask yourself what you can monetize, what skill sets. And you can start small. Start with your WhatsApp. People, you, you, people don't know how much money they are losing on WhatsApp. Even your Instagram. So you want to just slay, slay mama, slay. Money is going. Right? So all of those mediums, put out what you do. You'll be amazed at the number of people that will come back to you um, on their ability or their willingness to pay for the value that you can give them. So the first thing you want to do is introspect and ask yourself, what can I do? Ask God to show you what you can do. Once you figure that out, that means that you now have an income coming in. Um, the rule of thumb, like I said earlier, is 50% um, on your need, 30% on your want, 20% for your savings. So the rule of thumb is to just start saving. Um, start with whatever you have. One thing I tell people is, or the advantage of a budget is, a budget opens your eyes to wastages. And we all, I'm very prudent, is a lie. When you now see that, it's like Jebnik is taking 50,000 a month. Or you see that pizza is taking, then you cannot tell yourself this is unrealistic. Some of you is bone straight or MTN. You know, the air come out, you want to buy it. Because Sister Toka is bone straight. You want to bone straight. You know, um, pastor is changing her every weekend. You want to, it's not rough, but you must change it. You know, there are those little things, right? You are on a streaming platform that you don't use. You pay for Netflix that you don't even have time to watch. Amazon and Amazon Prime that you get. Yeah. <laughs> and then some of you, you have no business taking Uber. Because I see, I see young people that can barely, you know, afford the necessity. And they, it's not sick. Do you know how I got here today? You don't want to know. Some things are unnecessary. You know one thing I used to tell people? Put it in the pocket of time. Time is a revealer. So there, there is time for you to take a card. You take it. Anybody has a problem with it, it's their problem. There are times when I'll be going to church, you wear slippers, you wear your heels. When you get to the front of the gate, you wear your shoe. And then you continue. Do it with understanding that there is time for everything under heaven. Your friend is taking Uber. Can you drop me at the bus stop? Do it with your chest. You're always itching a ride. Last, last, say no. Mm, he's even saying no. Do you get what I mean? But, do, you know, there's this saying that cut your coat according to your side. They say it's not like that anymore. It's according to your cloth, material that you have. Yeah, thank you. You blow with Nika. So, do you get what I'm saying? So, be honest with yourself. What you want to do is get on a budget, 
Ensure that a part of your budget is a savings and your investment. One thing that a lot of people don't know is delayed gratification. You have to practice. You have to be disciplined with yourself. You have to say no. I tell people one of the most powerful response is no. By this, I should be no. I went to an auntie. I went to an auntie during the week. Her mother just died. And she said, Pastor, are you going to buy a shwebi? I said, where is it? She said, on those states. I said, no. She said, why? I said, I'm not going to come. So instead of buying the shwebi, if I really need to give, I'll give you an envelope. You will even say, God bless me. Then I buy a shwebi. So be honest with yourself. You really cannot afford it. Some of the things that we claim we can afford, we really cannot afford it in the grand scheme of things. So be honest with yourself. Right? Tell yourself, I cannot afford it. Say no. The money that you are saying no to, invest that money right um what can you invest in for starters remember the first place to start is an emergency fund open a money market account there are a lot of you can ask me after this service there are a lot of companies that have money market account and you can you start with one thousand error open once you have like three to six months of your living expenses then depending on your risk appetite you can then say okay maybe i should go into stock market Right? Um, I won't say go into cryptocurrency for beginners, but you can go into stock market, local or foreign. You can then go into government savings bonds. Right? Um, you can, and then there are some um, real estate um, crowdfunding, both local currency and foreign currency that you can then begin to consider. So when you start like that, and then like I told you, when you buy dividend stocks and you use the return. So another thing, mistake I see people make is we reward every win. You don't have to reward every win. Escape. Do you get what I mean? So, the, the return comes, instead of rewarding it, postpone that reward, reinvest it, and let it continue to compound. One of the greatest power of investment is compound interest. You take it, you reinvest, you reinvest, and then by the time you are ready to blow, you know, you are ready to actually relax and digest. People are like, ooh, they, they, didn't, they never saw you coming. Another thing I need to tell young people is live below your means. Let me, let me wrap up with this. Live below your means. You don't have, if I can estimate your net worth by what you wear, you are poor. If I can estimate your net worth by what you are wearing, you are poor. Don't wear your don't. net worth. If we look at you, if you all your money is all your way. Took away wear jeans and t shirt. You say because it's too much problem to be looking for what to wear. So let people underestimate you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You get, they should see you and say, ah, she doesn't have. When they now encounter your have, then there's a problem. Not that they should not look at you and say, ah, she's so rich. They will not open your Gucci purse. It's empty. I would rather you carry no name and there's one million dollar in the purse than you carry Gucci purse and there's no tenera inside. So live below your means. Let people underestimate so that what you. Wear you. Is not your net worth. All right. Um, there's a question. I think someone, Pastor Bisto already answered that question. Please come at me about should be a Christian be rich. Um, the recording will be, he said it before, God created the poor. He said the poor you always have. She already answered that question about the fact that whether you're poor or you're rich is based on what you're doing. The issue is not, the, is not to have the love of money. Let me tell you something. A lot of, um, I don't know who said it, a lot of things, Bishops talked yesterday about how innovation or invention is because of the love of God. Your love for people attracts the anointing to invent. You see, 
There are a lot of things that you want to do for God. God is looking for people. Ministry is money. I told you already. Just this minus whatever it is. We spend millions for just this gathering for the church. It's not. It's money. So um, to be a blessing will come at a cost. So yeah, I don't. God does not. Instead, considering the scripture, First Timothy six nine, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap. And into you must understand the context of the scripture. What was it addressing? Even way before. All right. He said the poor you always have. Um, but the same God says that for your sake, he became poor, that you may become rich. So a different way to say it. I love what she said. We are used to extremes. There's a people that believe that you have to be poor. poor. Being poor shows that you are in love with God. No. Because if that's the case, Joseph of Arimathea should never have come up to bury the Jesus. He should have left his body. There's no need. All right. And then we think that, oh, just think investment, don't think giving. So avoid extremes. Find the balance. Where I love what Pastor Daiwa used to say. If I don't need it, I don't need to have it. If I don't need, I don't, my, my, he said, Pastor says this way, my call is not to be the billionaire. God has called me to be a pastor and everything, but will he bless me? Will he make me comfortable to do what I need to do? Yes. Well, the same thing with wealth. If your reason for wanting to keep is just to amass and it's making you feel something. All right. So, I mean, I really love any other question. I love the way Pastor. Um, praise God. Um, that scripture that Pierre said was something I wanted to just quickly share on. You see, one of the gifts that God gives his children, aside from money, is contentment. Now, the, the, the ability to be content eh, also ties to your faith in the knowledge of God. Because when you know that your God is taking you somewhere, you don't judge him by what you are going through. So you can rejoice in that state. That ability to rejoice in that state is what? Contentment. That popular scripture, I can do all things, started by saying, I learned to abound and abase. So, meaning that in all circumstances, in plenty, in lack, I can do all things. The all things there was either lack, either supply. I can do all things because there is a Christ that strengthens me. That's the first thing I want to say. Now, if your sole aim is money without purpose, you will be poor. Let me explain something about anything that is hollow. Anything that is hollow does not... What I mean by hollow is anything that does not have God using it. It makes it very easy for you to use it for other things. So you found out that there are some people that they have money, but they have palpitation. Ah, I have just 100,000 left. Because God has not been able... Or they have not been able to see God beyond how money is a financial security. So in that person's life, when you look at who is the person responsible for your security, it is mammon. God can be a lot of other things though. Right? Now let me say that and let me change somebody's mindset a bit. I hear you say, I, I enter Uber because of security. I hear you. Because of one chance. But they can rob you in an Uber. Yeah. I know that Uber's maybe in, reduces the rate of because there is an app that can monitor blah blah blah. I've seen people send me their links. Oh, I'm here now. But let me tell you something. Even when you do that, Oluwalosh is showing you. It is still the Lord. So what I will say to you is, boss, risk. Uber, risk. Psalm ninety-one, no risk. So if on the day you genuinely cannot afford an Uber, what will make you enter the bus and you become, see, even if there was a man in that bus, 
that his intention was to harm. Because you have entered the bus with an understanding, it cannot harm. Do, hey. do, do, do we understand? And that's how you can navigate life. Because you doing that is you even exercising your faith. And our God is faithful. Of late, God has been really teaching me about that word. Our God is faithful. When God sees that you can put your seeming health or life on the line, just because you are standing on the fact that he can protect, he will then create measures whereby your life will not always have to be on the line. Do you understand me? So, I drive now. At a time, I wasn't driving. But God, seeing the future of today, knew that my life needed to be preserved. But the faith I had then, I'm still using that faith now. You understand me? Because recently, I started to get, I'm talking about me now, I started getting afraid. These guys are used to boggle cars. Then God said, the first thing is because let me explain that. This your car is joy in the Oju. You have held it in high esteem. And I said, ah, you guys do not understand. When I bought this car, Aside from that, I cleared this house, house money that I, I touched money I shouldn't have touched, which, thank God for loving wife, I have not, do, I have not done it again. <laughs> you know we are very real here, so we will let you know, right? I was so obsessed with it. Ah, it has to be an F-sport so that I can drive to Ghana in two seconds. I have not left the shores of Nigeria, <laughs> Lagos, with this car. You know, I just love the machine. It's my thing. And I mopped up money to buy it. Then I bought it. I'll not be driving it. Ah, eh? Legit. There are times I'll just come outside, just look at the car. Then the Bible took me to Exodus. It says, and you shall not make for thyself an idol. Then I'm the same one that will come and say, I will lay down my idol. Until the day that somebody bashed my car. Can I shock you, sir? One month after I just finished painting it, it was a downfall guy. And the downfall was a police officer. Yes. And I parked on the road. And they were about to see crazy. And I was a bishop. Yeah. You don't understand when God is sifting things out of you. And as at that point, I just looked at it. One man was already ranting. But she mentioned, yeah, that's how they do all these rich people. I said, oh, if only you know that this thing, this is gratuity. This is, that's what Asobiso was saying. God forbid, if anything had happened to me or my family at that time, is that car that will bail us out. Because no savings. Everything mopped to an asset. But what am I saying? As I started to dialogue and banter with the guy, we now say, we're going to go to the mechanic. We're going to fix it. I held the policeman. No? I took his um, police ID card. Ah, yes. Somebody are looking at me. Obse- I don't think I told you. I think I told you. Have I? I, 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 I shared it. You see? Energy. I was ready to. Ah, Omar Shelley. As I was driving, God was just like, How far you have dropped? And I just felt God say, Ah, Omar Shelley. It was while we were driving, I just wind down. Oh, God. Be going. Two months later, somebody hit me at the back again. Baga. Uh-uh. What are we saying? Because God was trying to kill 
idol. Because I prayed it. You don't get that sometimes the things you are going to was is a response to what you prayed. Because I said, Lord, I will lay down. And God is saying that we are laying it down. There was a time, my wife, he can't drive my car. Peers has ascribed her inability to drive to me. You are saying, yeah, mm, don't worry. This one, I'm siding you. Not driving my current car. When, yeah. Another thing, guys. I, I, I have never seen, I've, ne- I, I have, I've never seen how it looks for my car to be driving. Like, you know, the ability to see. I'm being honest. Because I, I want to deliver somebody. The only, the only view of my car that I've ever seen is me inside one car is parked two i have never seen moto yende in love i've not seen the back of my car in motion why i'm saying this is because some of you have these idols and you are laughing here but god is talking to you some of you there is one fund in your account that god has that money should have gone a long time but you are massaging and you are not seeing it and you're like ah wait luma eh you know all those, you know when you see social media and you just say, if I just have 10k like this, I'll just travel abroad, buy myself a Bugatti. That's exactly how you look in the eyes of God. You are holding one big money in your mind and God is like, you think this is the money that will save you if Nigeria goes under? Do you think this is the money that will help you if everything crashes? But you are massaging it. And I was like that, massaging it. Until God now started to deliver me small by small. Now, ah, somebody said yesterday now, Toke said it. They said, oh, I should pack my car. I gave him the khaki. He said, ah, you are blessed too. You can drive the... She was not saying you are blessed because you are driving Bishop's car. That it can let you. But you see, day by day, I am winning myself off it. Because I will never be able to appreciate the new if God knows it's going to become an idol. You don't God will not give you what will kill you. His blessings may catch it and added no sorrow. So what I want to say, just say, you know, just circling back to all that we are saying is, Lee, this money matter is so important. But some of you, your mindset, you know, myself is the first thing she said. And it's so easy for us to remember the end things. Let's go back to the first thing. Your mind needs to be renewed. If you are just wanting money for security, then you you are saying to God that, God, substitute yourself for what you can give me. Because he is your true security. Do you you guys understand? And as we start to toe that line, it's easier for him to say, you know, take this and use it for something. The Lord told me something. He said, you know this scripture that says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, present, shaking. He said, it's very correct. What you need to understand about that scripture is, he was talking about the activity of man to give. Right? He was talking about the activity of man, like, give. When you give, this is what will happen. But the way money actually happens is you are first giving. The cycle of life, you know, which one comes first, chicken or the egg? That thing, chicken, was it not egg in the first place? You can never know the history. Yeah. Exactly. None of them is right. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I agree with you, man. I'm not going to go on that tangent. But what I'm trying to say, no, and she, they are starting from that in the first place. When God created, God created chicken, then chicken provided egg. But let me say what I'm trying to say. See, the first thing is that God gives. And that's the theory I'm actually going to. The first thing is not that you reproduce. The first thing is that God 
gives. God first gave the chicken that now has the ability to produce eggs. God first gave you the money that now has the ability to multiply. So he is not asking what he has not given, which was what Pastor Bissoy was trying to say. If you come with that mindset of, this is me saying, God, take, you will suffer small. But if this is me saying, God, out of what you have given me, I return. That's, I think that's what I'm looking for. You will break free for money being a yoke, I think. Thank you so much. It's amazing because funny enough, I'm surprised my husband has not... Uh, this is shared. I, I know that I love God, so it doesn't to bother me too much. God will go and throw him back. Funny enough, even phone, technology, we just like TV, but he has been able to use years. I'm like, we're done. The Lord is working. So for everybody, so this thing Pastor Biso is saying is applicable to everyone. And thing that, before I take the next question, when you know you need deliverance, God needs to help with money, is <laughs> when you get money matter, you lock up. Not even just giving. Generally, when you hear money matter, you lock up. You're hearing investments. You're hearing it's not wise. And so when your mind says, ah, you don't know what you don't. The first place of deliverance is awareness. The moment you are aware, you can say, Lord, I'm ready. You're ready. Because I remember also then there was talk when you just say, ah, but we that were pastor. The moment I changed that mentality about hey, you know, it's you that asked me. Now we're sitting there, we're having conversations about things. If you are in a place and money comes up and you lock up, I'm going to praise. Because you cannot get opportunity for wealth. I started having conversations with kind of seed I wanted to give when I didn't have it. I'm saying it again. Because at the point where somebody was preaching, I felt it in my spirit. Somebody felt, some people locked, not locked up, but it was a case of, it was it shameful, it was... It was not shame, it was, a, it was a pain of God. I know, but I don't have. I'm telling you, that's the mindset. Remember how we're coming from, Pastor Femi Adu? Your new covenant reality. You have it, but if you don't open it, you don't have it. So when I say, and God gave us a word that he released that he was raising kingdom finances before you said it. So you confirmed it. And I'm telling you for someone that has been at both ends. The fo- you have every reason because ah, God is ah, my family. So, no matter what your mistake has been up until now, if you don't open, I remember a meeting we went for in 2017. As the woman started in 2018, the organizer tapped me. He said, Let me see, I know this lady is going to say some things. Please open your mouth. They were ministers. And that's I'm very passionate about ministers because there's so much. Because the next question is going to people I say, But there's faith. How do you balance? Faith and money is very balanceable. Alright? So when the lady made that, made that statement, Pastor Bisoye, as if God knew, some people got up and walked out of that meeting. They're very offended. Can I tell you something? Truth will first pierce your heart before it heals you. They got up and walked out. Can I tell you what happened? Years down the line, all of us that were in that meeting, not all of us are functioning where we are right now. Some of them, the very thing that they were telling them that time, they're not doing it. So if you are listening, for everyone that asked that question, when Pastor Bissoy came, I said, ah, look at my life. And I was in the back, go, Lord, what was that? doing? God said, no. So this thing, she said, and that's why I always invite her to talk about money because I love her balanced perspective. Yeah. She's a Christian. She's, she knows it. You don't understand. She took a pay cut. She was, she was almost entering, God knows how many. She needs a digit when she was working. She, they cut it. They, they do cut. 
because she was sent on a mission. Some of you cannot go on a mission for God because money no go agree. So that's why you have to start this money thing with God as soon as possible. And one of the ways is work. Okay? So I said that to say that because we're going to pray when we're, when after break. I will pray morning prayers. We need to God deliver my mindset. Mindset. Because the moment I was telling them about that meeting when we went, that, that lady was talking about money. I just said you that people walked out. They were angry. Because my mom tell us that how can you believe God for healing and you don't have money? She was challenging us. Some of you are here. You can trust God for healing, but you are broke. But I shared with you guys the book by Kenneth Egan, what God taught me about money. He said, God told him, tell the devil to get his hand off your money. It is not me that says your children should not go to school. It's not me. We need to understand our father is a good God. So that as we're asking this question, open your heart, let it pierce you. Truth will pierce you first before he heals you. Masman knows who is here. When we're doing questions, answer tomorrow, you can ask him. Because he will say it that you see, hey, hey, this way you used to do things because it's scary for everybody that understands what I do. I'm a full time minister, that's what I do. So, one of the places that I'm full time in ministry, they give me certain allowances. That's technically how, but that's not how I make money. Why? God told me what she said, ask the Lord, this is your secret for wealth. This is what you should give. Since 2020, was it 2020 I did uh, KSR? 2020 was three, that the Lord told me about 2021. I sat down. It doesn't make sense. I'm not, now, I'm not saying you should do it. I'm not tightening what I receive because it don't balance. So after a while, when I entered 20, I was getting angry. But, ah, can he, he was taking off for six months. After a while, he don't know how the things do. God said, lucky anything. I said, no. He said, keep going. But the things that are coming, it does not make sense. So what I'm saying is this. But I started opening. All of a sudden, I became someone that I'm buying land. We said, but some people was one that was shouting, P.I., no matter what starts. Because me too, I said, I can't look like my life went to foolish like this. So that's years ago when I started. I'm like, hey, hey, people that came for that meeting, every time she speaks, there's always deliverance. So, so I need you to understand what we're saying. Because she's going to pray for before she leaves. Some of the people that came in that meeting, they were in debt. They're not there anymore. So some people that were asking how we connect, she has a kinikon coaching with her. Go and do it. She will give us discount of church wide. Go and coach it. And the reason why I say is that you must understand how to trade. So when she was telling me, P.I., I was just P.I., how far? I started seeing dividends from stock. I started receiving, I'm like, it's not because I need, I'm just looking at it like, wow. For me, I'm doing something. I'm increasing. Why am I saying this? Guys, well, it started from where? Mindset. Stop thinking because I'm a God. I entered the place. So I'm talking real estate with people. I'm asking business about, question about land. My husband is here. Oh yeah, we're going to buy the land. I'm going to buy the stock. I came from, from, from a nine to five to a place of mysterious way of earning. So for those of you that feel like it's the Lord that is leading me, there's always a fruit of your obedience. So if you're not seeing fruit of your obedience, sit down with God and begin to ask questions. Am I misinterpreting? Am I, what am I not doing? I know, and that's why my husband will allow me to be doing the crazy things that I do. And I asked the Lord, God, how can I make money? And he gave me my code. It is tough. It scares me. It's, and it's, it's, it's genge. Now I'm gathering children. That they will soon resume. And the Lord warned me. He said, if any of those kids, again, if their fees are not paid for as I went, is that how you take care of your children? 
So the thing about offering not being accepted, you're giving God something, your heart is not there, you're doing it anyhow, it's almost equals to nothing. So I want us to say what if I go on with any question. Lord, I allow it in. People that need to shift, shift right now. Think about what she said. Allow it in. It's, not, it's for you. It's not not for you. It's for you. I allow it in. Whatever truth about money that she has said today, this MMM, multiply, make money, mindset, I allow it in. Before I leave this camp, God, you show me the secrets of how I will make wealth. I'm telling you. So every time I, I when I heard her say that, I can say it again. That God will tell some of you. So she's not despising the business. She kept saying, it. God will tell some of you, it's 1% you should keep. Some of you, it's 90% you should keep. Lord, I will not leave. There's a, she was not here. When we gave that, when the Lord gave up, I shared that word again. The Lord said, hope nation, kingdom finances are getting up. But you can't wait doing it because you're waiting for manna. Lord, I am ready to receive wisdom. If it will pierce me, it's okay. The same God that will pierce me will heal me. If I need to make just adjustments, if I need to stop thinking, ah, it's my job. Your job is not the problem. It's not Jehovah your job. It's Jehovah Jai. He will teach you what to do. He will give you opportunities that you will seize. In Jesus' name, amen. Where are the three remaining people? And we'll wrap up. All right, go ahead. Was that, was that good? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor. Bisoye, thank you, Pastor Emisi. Um... You said something, it's not a question, sorry. And she said something and I was like, oh, this is the story of my life. And I didn't know. Mm. You said, God, God can tell us, let me help you. Like, help me to help you. And that actually happened to me. There was a time in my life I was, I was expecting some money. And I had something in mind that, okay, I want to help my parents with a project. And when this money was coming, I was like, wow, thank you, Jesus. God has seen my mind and he's bringing this money. I just went to a gathering like this one day. And on my way home, I just heard what you said. That's not your seed, dear me. That's not your harvest, dear me. It's your seed. I just lock up my mind straight. That that's not possible. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. I want to use this money to honor my parents. And... Holy Spirit told me that building, that fellowship building that you know about, go to that place. When that money comes, that is where I wanted to wow. deposit that money. I struggled throughout the night. But in the morning, I was just like, okay, God, if you wow. see the peace in my mind. Mm. And the projects that I was saying, no, I want to, that money wouldn't have been enough for it. It's maybe just to buy the land and believe in God to raise it. Then, after a while, the money for the land came. Wow. The, it was actually their residential building. I was like, oh, these people, they are aging. In a rented apartment, Lord put it in my mind that, okay, get, you build a house for them. Wow. And a land was, was bought. There was money to be raising it, small, 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 small. Then, another testimony, when it's reached roofing stage, no money. I didn't have any money at all. So I just went out from my office. I snapped some pictures. I was now, when I came back, I was showing my boss. I left my phone with, okay, see the pictures. So after scrolling the pictures, I see my pictures again. She now saw a video that I made when I went to the building. She now come, hey, Yemi, don't tell me you are building the house. Eh, no, just for my parents, a small building. Really, I'm encouraged. Like a month after, that was when the roofing stage came up and no money. 
she just came and gave me money. This wow. is my contribution towards your wow. project. And the way, even somebody who is rich, if I tell you my salary, then you will tell me that's not possible. Wow. Because I gave one tiny amount that we not even, maybe the land, say, I'll just please give me more money. Let me use, wow. add this up to buy this number. Go finish that project. When, the first time I entered that place, I was like, no, 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 no. This is not my salary. Wow. This is just purely God and this is obedience. So I think this will encourage us. When God says, give me, he's actually saying, come, let me bless you. That is what is happening. Wow. Praise God. Wow, thank you so much. And who is the last person? I think that's Omoyemi is the last person. Okay. Praise the Lord. Wow, so good. So my question is um, um, for your partner. So, and then if your partner doesn't, um, in um, giving to the kingdom of God, we sing together very well. But when it comes to savings, you know, investment and everything, it's always of the opinion that, see, my, I mean, God is my source, God will provide. And I'm not comfortable with that. So, my question is, how do I go about it? At the point, I, I have my own plan no do that okay but most times when i want to execute my plan the only thing just say see you cannot do this thing without your husband both of you must sink together and then the best i usually do is just to save up the money and like you said i'll just leave it in piggy bank and sometimes i'll be thinking hey, if anything happens to these people especially when they are now sponsoring um, bb niger <laughs> and i let me remove my money before they so and then the money is just there so for me now, I'm actually still waiting on my husband. I'm actually still waiting on my husband so that we can sing together. So my question is, in this period now, how do, exactly. if you and your partner are varying, this is so good, such a good question. Claire, you wanna, is it on that? You wanna add, oh yeah, please, quickly, so that she can answer. So I, I get it, and I think things like this help because it's also a fear. I think that some men have certain fears also, I think with, with you and him, you have your differences, so you could take certain risks and he can't. Usually, in most marriages, is the other way around, where some women will want to protect. But women generally love security, and that's why you're pushing for it. And so I think that um, gatherings like this, sending him posts constantly of... Um, maybe, you know, investment, making, surround him with the information he needs, that would give him some sense of peace that, okay, at least let me try. You could also help him. So if he feels like there are certain things that he's like, ah, I have the money, but I don't know how, and you, you know, do it for him, you know, instead of just like, sort of put, maybe putting some pressure or expectancy, I think that would help. All right. Thank you, um, Claire. That was really excellent. Um, okay, so let me, let me say for single people, have money conversations before you marry. Because um, statistics have proven that one of the major causes of divorce is financial issues. So be sure that you're both on the same page financially um, as regards money. And then when you're married, what you want to do is have informal conversations. Watch money movies. And then have conversations around that. It's not too deep. Also... Oh, this, 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 and have such conversations. Obviously, if you can attend seminars or trainings like this together, or after something like this, go home and be playing it. It's not serious. Ah, oh, just be playing it and be walking around. Mm. It will be entering. He will not come out and say, ah, that's some... 
you'll be amazed that he will go and practice and be like, ah, what you were playing that day? Yeah. And I did it all. And you will not have to stress yourself. You, you get what I mean? So, or expose him to such opportunities. Another thing you might want to do is you practice it and have fruit. So good. And I give you a real life example, right? Um, uh, one of my husband's friend, he was working in MTN, so he used to give his wife um, allowance every month. She didn't need it, right? Um, and she wasn't working, but no, she was working, but she didn't need it. So what she started to do was she was investing the money. Then there was a time the guy lost his job, and you know, trying to figure out what to do ne next. And the woman gave him the password to the account that had the money. It was mind-blowing. The man started to tell all his friends, ah, this is my wife, this is my wife. <laughs> ah, she's a virtuous woman. I can never leave her. Because of what, he saw the result. So she didn't need to tell him to save and invest. She did it for him. And trust me, if he earns another salary, you know he will give all his money to her because he has seen results. So maybe as an individual, you yourself have results. Share those results with him. They will encourage him and then expose him to opportunities and they will learn. Wow, that's so good. Um, finally... Two of them. Yes. All right. All right. Shall I take Emmanuel first? Yeah, I think so, because mine is more of contribution than question. <laughs> okay. So, um, I think because Claire mentioned it, funny enough, um, on Sunday we were talking about, um, we were reviewing um, what we were learning in the disciples, in the believers class. And fortunately, it was about, um, the law, it was about money. It was about law of rewards and everything. So, the question I asked, and I said all of us should go and think about, because it just dropped in my heart then, or something I think about was that when Jesus met the rich young ruler, he said he looked at him and he loved him because he actually followed all the principles of wealth. He tithed, he gave his first fruit, he sowed appropriately, he followed all the principles, he was kind to the poor, and that's how he got his wealth. And he says, all these things you have your, your principles to acquire, sell it, give it to the poor, and follow me. So when I read that scripture, sometimes I ask myself, am I at that stage where I can do that? Mm. You get? Then what is the end result of my principles, of the principles I'm applying to prosperity? Have I seen God as my reward? Mm. Or is mammon, I, I don't know if you get what I'm trying yeah. to say. So it was the question that we just asked and we said we we're going to discuss about generally. So she just mentioned it to me, so I, I, I thought maybe I should trade up. Okay. Oh, I did ask that. Too. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, what I asked was that there are multiple times Jesus told people, that was not the only person Jesus said, sell all you have, give to the poor, and follow me. And John the Baptist, when he started his ministry, the ministry of repentance, he says, if you have two clothes, cut your property to half and divide it, you know. So I was just asking, the principles of, the, of wealth that you apply, what happens when at the end you are told to sell everything and give it? So would you be able to do that? And it was just a conversation that we were meant to discuss about. Um, right, so good. I suppose you want to comment on it. I think that's building up to what you're saying. Um, okay, yeah. Um, I think that's a very excellent question. Um, I think that if we start from the point where we realize that our money is God's, in the first place. He only gave it to us. You'll be like, yes, but I woke up nine to five, but who woke you up? Who has the breath in your lung? And, but it's my brain, not my brain, not my brain. Who gave you that brain? Do you get what I mean? Everything that we have in the first place is God's. If we see it as is, if, we, if he asks us for it, it shouldn't be a problem. 
Where there is a problem is when we feel like our own skills, and that's the parable of the rich man, right? That he said, oh, my skill and my wisdom has gotten me all of this. And God said, you've got it wrong tonight. Okay, since your wisdom got you well, tell me to, I will take what my own got you. Let me take my life. And that was the end. So if we realize that everything that we have in the first place was given by God, it would not be hard to give it back to him, regardless of what... Um, the quantity. And that's, you know, that's what we're starting from about mindset, right? Some of the reasons God will not expose us to the level of wealth that he wants to give us is because we're not ready for it. I read in Proverbs where scripture says that God will never cast his spells before swines. I used to think that ah, this Bible is very sarcastical. Do you get what I mean? But God will not give you something that will kill you. I think Bishop alluded to it. So if he knows that you are not ready, I tell people that in spiritual matter, you can repeat class. You will just be going round and round. Did you know vision? How long did it take them to go round? Until they were ready for the promised land. They were going round, right? So if God gives you 10,000, one of the images, because I'm very visual, right? And I was asking, um, can you all see this? Yeah, so this is one of the visual images God said to leave you guys with. Um, can you see it? She had a little... Teddy and God was asking her to give, or Jesus was asking her to give it, but she was holding on to her. She was saying, I love it. And that's the way some of us are. But what she doesn't realize is he has a bigger one at the back. So Jesus is asking us for our money. We say, God, I love it. And God is like, this is just one million. This is just 10 million. Like, I have a billion dollars. But we are holding on too tightly to the little that we have compared to the vastness that God has. And that's simply because of perspective. And that's why we started with mindset. If she had perspective to all that the other guy had access to, she would willingly trade off. So if we have perspective to all that God has access to. If he says, clear your account, you will trade up because you know, you know, there's one thing I read um, about Bill Gates, right? There was someone that interviewed him and asked him, what will happen if you lose all your money? He said, I will make it right back. So if you have that mindset that if God, it's like Abraham, right? When God said, go and kill your son, you realize that God did not come back to him until Abraham killed Isaac in his mind. And that's why I say you build twice. You build first in your mind. The moment he said, if he died, God is able to raise him. God said, you have passed. You don't have to do the physical. Bring a ram. All the t- while they were walking, God didn't provide a ram until the child died, died in his mind. Right? And then God said, don't kill the child. He brought someone else. So when God sees that, you know, mentally you are ready, he would expose you to that level of wealth. And when you know, God doesn't see the physical, he sees the heart. So you can fake and say, Bishop, well, if I blow like this, I will just do all the money in this church. I will be handling it. But God knows in a lie. So he will not give you because you're not ready for it. So I think it starts with our mind. If we are able to see the vastness of who God is and realize that everything that we have is from him first. And if he says I should give it, if, if I give it to him, I'm not at loss. Mm. We think that if God bless you, eh, you, can't be ble- you can't get more. We think that if God takes what you have, you know, the way math is, 4 minus 4 is 0, Abby. In the kingdom of God, when you do 4 minus 4, it's not 0, it's 16. When God takes your 4, he, thank you. He's not, he's not taking away from me, he's multiplying. So when he says, give me 4, he's saying, I want to give you 16. So God does not follow mathematical equation, and that's the way. So if we see that when God says, give me, he's saying, I have bigger. Because the truth is, all right, this is the way it is. P.I.O. Yeah, I think. Too much in the hands. She can't. Because our hands are already full. And some of us are holding so tightly to the meager amount that we have. And God is saying, I want to give you more. 
but you don't have hand to receive it. But the moment you let go, now that she has released one mic, if I say, P, I take this, it's easy. She doesn't have to pray to carry it. And that's the way it is. God wants to give you wealth, but you are holding on to peanuts. And until we let go of it, we cannot come into the abundance that God is asking us to. So it's expedient to realize that when you let go, you actually get more. Amen. Amen. Another thing I need to say, and I'll take her before we go on break, is one of the things, why this is very, very important is this. It goes back to new creation. We can't trust the God we suspect. We think God will run out. So that's why we're afraid we'll run out. Yeah, like God will collect and there's still something, a lot of us, and to be honest, a lot of us that are exposed to setting background, we need a re-engineering. And it's not just Africa. Certain people that are exposed to the credit system as well, they really can't. It's both ways. So there is something that Pastor Femi was saying. For me, that's, I've just been in that place. Like, God, I, why will he bother Bishop Wedego said that he didn't see anything on the outside and he was declaring I will never be poor. Because like she said, if you see it first on your inside, you will have it on your outside. Are we gathering our prayers together? There's something that needs to shift in our mind. In our mind. All right, let me take you. Then I'll take two minutes. Um, thank you very much, Pastor BCAP and PO. So, I mean, I was just thinking... Um, in furtherance to what you said about, you know, creating value, making wealth, you know, I was just thinking of my seat that, you know, as Christians, we need to always be resourceful outside church and even inside the church. So good. Because when you're resourceful, you're able to give value. And how can you give value when you seek knowledge, right? Um, most times, when people can, okay, when you talk to people and they say, that, okay, this person has something to offer, when opportunities spring up, they can relate that to you that, okay, I've had this mm. conversation with someone before. Mm. I feel like, she might be able to do this. Yes, you know, and I'm saying this because there was a time, um, like four years ago, you know, while I was, four or five years ago, I was in training with a group of, you know, analysts and all of that. Um, so one of us wanted to do an interview with a company, and he knew I had knowledge of the company, so he came to me and then we were talking. So I wasn't just telling him about what the company is, or I was telling him about stuff that it could say, I mean, if they ask you that, how can you create value? You know, you can say, okay, this is what I think. So I was giving ideas that I thought in my head, but I was like, these things can work. And when he went for the interview, that was the selling point for him because after they went past the, oh, you know, if you're qualified and everything, then he started telling them about the company and how I think you can make value. And all the things I told him, you know, and that was how he got the interview. Until today, he always says that, so like, I can never forget you. And recently, he started a company, you know, very very high potential company and he was like you know i want to give you a stick in my company and he gave me like a, a certain percentage wow. of his company free i didn't pay for it because i mean people had to pay you know so it just gives me that impression Whoa. that you always have to be resourceful there's some input that it's not like they don't have the knowledge but i don't know why they don't talk or you know they don't see i, I really do not know but like wow. try to always offer value to people you know thank you so i, I need to talk again share your value no i mean this thing about value I was speaking to my husband, like, even for me, when I engage believers, the way we process. And that's what about walking in church. Walking in church. Walking in church. You don't understand, you're building competence. You are having opportunity to do event planning over and over every week. 
Some people that are head of, head of ops in some companies don't have the level of exposure you do. Somebody walked up to me and said, you know, if I sit down and package everything you've done in the last 17 years, they will find me. I'm just waiting. Build competence. Read. Expose. Don't just talk Bible. See, if you know Bible well, you will know other things. Because in knowing Bible well, you will see things in Bible that will tell you, get knowledge. Pastor Bishop, there was a thing that, did you see that scripture? A man that, um, say the man diligent. TPT says he will be promoted. So instead of just praying for promotion, I'm telling you, a lot of prayer we're praying in African churches is juju. Is, 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 is anti-scripture. Is you seeking first, is you seeking the many others and leaving the first the kingdom. I said, do your work well to the point. Look at what he's saying. Someone gave you steak. An example again, when they're editing this, they will cut this thing out. An example again of what you said is, I remember even for, even for, if you're into ministry, into, into, if you're doing ministry or doing spiritual or something, it's not a, it's not a, it's not, it's not license to foolishness. Because even ministry is a lot of work. You have to think end to end. You must know. There's nothing they want to do. I will ask questions. You are doing, I will ask you questions. So when I, next time I'm engaging, you think I know it. And it's tied to a sense of value. It's my father's work. He can't suffer. So because of that, I, somebody gave me a gift on my birthday. Somebody gave me a steak in their business as a gift for my birthday. A steak that will yield. It's like, it's like, mm. So I was giving you a land. What if I give you something that is a land, but will be making money? So every time it makes money, you get something from it. What is the value? So even if you are doing spiritual things, what's the value in investing in this person's life? So even as you are doing your job, you might be earning fifty thousand. If see, if you don't think beyond, I am a fifty thousand now. And begin to see yourself. See, if you see yourself as a billionaire, the way you work will change. Your work value that you give is billion value. So, value attracts value. The one that sees the value. Imagine someone start a business. Imagine saying on Facebook now. That's what she gets take. You see, believers were so quick to. I was watching Serena. I've said it. My mind just, they blow. Some of us, you don't just watch. Watch. God can speak to you about money, about anything, through anything you see. How can somebody from doing tennis, she has clothing line. She has guinea cock investment. She, I, I said, God, hey. Or all money ye, I'm passionate about it. So when it's about value, what are you reading? What conversations do you know? Some things, you know what scares me the most? Is that, you see the things that wisdom will fix? Tongues will not fix it, except you are praying tongues that is, you are interpreting for strategy. What do I mean? Andrew Womack, I've said this thing, for 10 years, was suffering, and the Lord said, there's a, there's a wisdom. When Bishop and I, when we, we shared this with you, when we did one investment that went south, they didn't have to tell me my, on how to downsize. Your inability to be able to adjust to what is going on, how do I squeeze in, how do I increase, will rob you off. Right, let me give you another example. I remember in 2020, the Lord said to me, he means to stop converting your FX. Because then, people will just... I want maybe I do I go and speak online. No, then there was a lot of online speaking. We don't go anywhere again from your room, you go everywhere. And then we said, want to just appreciate you. Because then I was waiting for ah that big money. God said, stop looking at it this way. The $20, the 10 pounds, and I sat down. As we started gathering it, as I started creating funds outside the country. Where did it come from? Wisdom from the place of prayer. Somebody put your hand on your say, Father, value. I break the spirit of laziness as believers. 
And we don't think end to end. We're just waiting for one thing. Most of our prayer is the magician prayer. It's not, you don't believe that God can give you wisdom. In Jesus' name. We'll get to it tomorrow. Power to make with magician prayer half of the time. Pastor B says, it's very, it's paining me. You see, people work. When I saw that scripture in TPT, he said, and promotion will come. So, Lord, let all my God, my God will not see my mistake, bypass my mistake, and approve the mistake that will cost the organization. God is not an un- unjust God. The final question before we go. This value thing where you talk, don't touch me, because it's where I'm at. I'm so pained. And if you're a member of this church, and that's why I'm, I'm a, I'll be a bit extra, even with what we do as work. You can't, you can't treat God's work or your work anyhow. Every time I interact with people, what I'm saying, even as we're laughing about church, I'm thinking for you, your business. Don't tell me that you do differently in your business. It's a matter of time. You're real, that you will show up in your business. How you are doing this one, I can tell. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. God will give, a lot of people want to do entrepreneurial. Do you know what it is to control your time? And you don't know how to control your time. Oh. Uh, right now, we're consul- you know that's what? I'm a consultant. Consulting what? If you, if you need to go and get it, you see, my husband will say, do all the things you can. I tell people when they're starting career, you're too young, you, you, you don't know what you really want. Do what you can so much. And that's what Pastor Femi said, put your leg here. Put your leg here. After a while, you know the one that your full leg needs to be on. So some of us were in a place like, God, I just don't really know what my purpose is. Why you are waiting for purpose? The Bible says that if you don't walk, you don't eat. What can I do now? What can I do now? What can I do now? Hey, some of us, they are holding us, Neil. Because if they're too early, meaning if they release us, let it be God restraining you. Don't put a limit on yourself on what I can do. I, I don't have any limit though. There's nothing I cannot do. Except God tells me, I would, anything, let's do it. Except the Lord holds you back. Amen. Toby, let's take your question and we'll go and sleep. Thank you. So we'll go and eat. Um, thank you, Pastor Bisoye. So my question is um, based on um, spending spending on your seed and giving. So, um, how do you, it's kind of like a struggle for me, so how do you manage between um, giving to the needs of others and um, managing what you have? For example, um, and I know we talked about mindsets as well, because I kind of traced it to my father, whereby, in a case that maybe I have 20k, and somebody in, a, in my community or somebody needs it urgently and like you can see that this, this person it could be medical it could be anything i would give that 20k trusting that it's the seed and then a lot of times I've, I've suffered through that period because i felt like i was giving and it became a case of me judging god like okay i give to this cause and yet like i didn't get the return so how do you balance that knowing fully well that okay yeah maybe it might be a pattern from you know family and all of that how do you break out of it because again it still feels like when the person asks because you have it even though yeah it's a legitimate need so even though you have it how do you still manage saying no when you know that you could have helped that person hallelujah um okay so that's a very interesting question um okay so one of the rule of thumb is always set aside a budget for giving. So, like, every month, I always set aside that this is... I don't mean title, offering. Aside from offering, set aside a budget for giving. And once you expend that budget, say no. Except it's an emergency that you really have to. In which case, God can provide... Another thing I see is people give emotionally. And sometimes our emotional giving does not help the receiver. 
So you think that I have blessed you. No, but you did not bless the person. You just cursed the person. Because sometimes the person's lack is God teaching or taking the person through. Then you now show up as Jehovah El Shaddai because you know more than God and you help God. And then you wonder why you are not getting an harvest. You will not get an harvest because you're not working in line with God. So before we are quick to emotionally help people, be sure that that is a posture that God wants you to take. Um, I read a story once about a butterfly. A little boy caught a butterfly and he put it in a jar. It was in a cocoon. And the butterfly was trying to break out of the cocoon as is expected of every butterfly. So he was doing this. And the boy got really, really worried. I say he must be an Oyibo boy. So he got really, really worried and he went, helped the butterfly remove the cocoon. Unfortunately, the butterfly never reached its potential to fly. And I think that that's what we do as Christians sometimes. What the boy did not realize that the struggle of doing this was what was strengthening its wings so that when he or she opens the jar, the butterfly will be able to fly. So sometimes that's what we do to Christians. In our empathy, we stop them from attaining their full potential. And God will not blame no one but you that helped the person. So we need to be discerning to know when to actually help. When your help is God-ordained or when your help is enabling or hindering the person from stepping into purpose or destiny or learning the lesson that God wants to teach them. So, Can you celebrate God? Come on. Let me, let me give you an insight. I preached a message last year called Overwhelm. And I talked about family. For those of you that, and the Lord said to me years ago, see, you are not the savior of your family. You are the intercessor. A lot of us have saviors complex. You know, and even for me, I had to learn it. Because of, I remember then, you not put, it, it creates a false reality. When you begin to judge God unfaithful, because you are not able to do what you think is expected of you. So it means judge God unfaithful. So what do I do? When that budget, there's a budget to give and all of that, right? What I, and it depends on how far you've come with God. You can discern. Sometimes you even start by giving somebody. I've met people that genuinely life has done happen to them. I've met people genuinely. How do I know? I tell how a person will react by how hungry they are. When somebody asks me for something, sometimes I've asked the Lord. So I meet people a lot. I'm thinking about how they will do work. I'm already thinking beyond how I will help you at the moment. I'm looking for job opportunities. I've seen, guys, because of what I do, countless times. Happy, I want to do this. Okay. I give them an opportunity, want to learn, to do something. Maybe 2% will go through or return. It shows me how hungry you are. So some people genuinely, because I've been there where life really has happened, that you just need somebody like a booster. All right? You meet certain people that maybe life up, whatever reason, they can't pay their rent. I, was, I met a guy, a guy that we used to, I don't know if some of you know, used to take pictures of wearing French spray. So I went to the bank last month, and we, I bumped, and someone just come, said, is that you? I told my driver to turn. Ah, where have you been? Said, ah, this happened, his company, was a media person, everything went down and all. So he's doing Uber right now. He has a car, he's doing Uber. And he said, ah, I'm just using this to, you know, old body and everything. What, what can you do? The problem is sometimes we're waiting on God. And I told you people this, and there's something called the accent. If you think that God does not honor work, when you're going through a situation of pressure with work, the first thing you will drop is that work. Whatever you think, whatever, whatever falsehood you have as regards the character of God, right? Whenever pressure comes, the first thing you will sacrifice, 
right? Is that thing that is a low angry fruit. It's easy not to knock the it's easy not to open the door because you can say I was speaking at the door. So that you don't really take the responsibility of why the door did not open. And God is saying, open the door. For me to get there, I have to walk. So some of us were afraid of failure. Can I say this? Some of us are afraid of missing it. The fear of missing it or not being the perfect, this, this idea of the perfect will of God has stopped many people from stepping into what God wanted them to do. Let me give you an instance. Okay, so I was supposed to go somewhere. I was supposed to travel. I was supposed to be away. Supposed to be away. And it has never happened. I was, we kept moving. I didn't hear a voice saying, don't go or don't go. But with your journey with God, I was discerning that there's a lot, there's a bit of contextual like things. Ah, thank God I didn't go. Now I look back and say, ah, thank you, Jesus. And I felt God say that you are learning how to follow my leading, even without words. So a lot of us, so you don't know what you, you but God, I felt the Lord, restrain. I said, no problem. The issue is this, sir, ma, and this is my being. I'm passionate about this, especially for faith people. Because I'm one of, if you, and why I'm always restricted is because I, my life is crazy. So when I mean I'm not a crazy person, I don't want to, I don't want to interject your crazy. So I, I just ask you, I hope. There is a fruit of obedience. Listen, whatever you said you have believed God for, or God as you believe God instructed you, check for fruit of obedience. It might not be a lot. It might just be manna. Check, because that is what propels you to believe for more. Example, why my husband will never... I told you, after Olumide was setting, that this is the life, my husband does not send me. Even me now, when I say I'm not do, he's not saying, let me say, keep going. And I was saying, why? He said, let me say, I can see it. I have people. Like, let me say, if he's not walking, we'll have told you since... It's not working. So don't be afraid to pull down. So this issue of giving emotional and everything is a lot of times if you have a wrong perspective. So if you don't know how to say no, you're not a savior. But a dear pastor told me was in a meeting. They came. I'm not saying I mean not just to ministers, but if you know how to preach well, you can preach people to give. So this person said, "Come out now." That word might be for someone. Come and give. He got up. He, had, he just had his house rent. He went to drop it. As he was going back to his seat, God said, you know, that was not me. <laughs> and he don't drop him. Oh. They don't talk before he drop him. So he went. He went, co- collected it. There was a season, July, when we're, we're about to pay. We're about to pay. <laughs> uh, no. No, he didn't collect it, though. He gave it. God did not stop him. He went and had to be struck. Oh, Lord, please have mercy. God is interested in your giving. In July, when I see any, because I live under open heavens, when I notice any stiffness in my life, I go to God. God, what am I doing? What am I not doing? What is going on? And one of the things the Lord said to me, I think sometime last year, no, this, last year or this year, God said, you were entering self-preservation. Pastor Bissoy, I have not entered self-preservation by not, I have not stopped giving. He said, my mentally, so God is not judging your heart. He said, mentally, I'd enter self-preservation. Go back. Remove it. I removed it and I continue. So the issue of giving, and if you understand as pattern, so most of people like that, the family grow up seeing daddy being good outside and not good inside. So you are hungry. I say, it's the Lord's doing. Do you know how many people are hurting? It's the Lord's, it's, the, it's God, it's God, it's God. See, if it's God, after, because it happened to me, we do see God. When he became on God, we know. When he's still God, we, we, we knew. So, you're, you, you have raised a children, and you have to be careful. 
For instance, you're doing the work of God. You don't have time for family. Your, your, your children hate God because of you. God took my mommy away. God took my daddy away. You see, you see what we're talking about? So, for instance, you grow up seeing daddy pay everybody, but you, don't, you, you don't worry. It's God's doing. It's God's doing. If you don't check it, you'll repeat pattern. So, there's a guilt of saying no. Daddy never said no. Mommy never said no. So, there's a guilt of saying, forgetting that no. God has to send me free. It means you are not the savior of the world. Stop savior complex. And then some of us give because that's where we get access to people. Because you, you are not sure that by yourself without giving, people will like you. By yourself without giving, people will accept you. So you what? You cover, and that's manipulation. So when you give, check your motive. Why am I giving? Because there's, there's a pride in giving. I'm, I'm a kid of financier. I gave. We just, we just funded that project right now. You cannot tamper. See, you see this giving thing? You have to do it with God. So, now, the overboard is don't say, hey, I've done it. There are times where you have said, this is my budget. And God said, no. God has told me, well done. Because my husband knows. My husband is here. The reason why only did because he knows I will not sacrifice the thing of the home for the outside. If we're going to do it, I must sit together. The day the Lord, my, my former car, which I was driving from. <laughs> my former car, one day, we came, I came back from, I, just, I was driving back, 2017, I was singing, hallelujah, Jesus. I just felt the love of God. I'm going to bless you with a new car. I said, yes, glory God. I said, go home. My husband and I were chasing. Then she just looked up. I said, I said, I said what? I said, are you feeling what I'm feeling? Are you feeling what I'm feeling? I said, yes. Is it what I'm feeling? I'm feeling. Yes. What is it? Is it the car? We just said, okay. Where? Who is the person? I said, he said yeah, that's the person. We just entered the car. We drove it. Now, at that point, it will look like this, that you gave water and so on. Because, Sama, for three years, three years, I was doing Uber. Because I thought that, and look at this, Pastor Bissoye, by that time, I just left the bank two years before then. So, 2015, 2017, thank God for my husband. And so, I was still like, God, deliver. what am I doing in my life? Jesus. But there was fruit of obedience that kept me going. All right? By that 2017, Tom would have said, is it wicked? My husband had a car. We gave up my car. I was doing Uber. He had to do the work of up and down and his sales job. I was entering, but guess what? I entered another realm of financial blessing. Because it was God. God was responsible to ensure. Before then, war bimbi that to enter Uber that way. I wasn't entering Uber that way. When it was time, there was always just provision. One day, my husband asked me, are you doing money ritual? Where are you getting money? You're just entering from where? And we saw it, and nothing was suffering. I wasn't trying to keep up with anything. There was provision. Now, what did God want to do? I needed to enter Uber. I would not have met Elvis. Elvis is one of the people I met. My Uber days became evangelism day. Elvis was a driver. It was a driver we met, but look at Elvis today. A true son of the house. I've met people that I've prayed for. They will go back and say, Madam, the person they shake for cow. All sorts of things have happened with Uber. My husband knows. My, someone told me to write a book. Three years, Uber ministry. He was, he was out of the world. Yet, I'll go to program sometimes. Okay, what am I saying? If he's really God, that needs to be sacrificial. You see? And then if it's, a, if it's tied to a person, is it a pattern? So I can ask the person, you know what? What if I give you money to invest? As against just giving you, even if it's 20 naira or 10 naira. And then, if you feel like it's legit need, give what you have. My mother has this principle never borrow what you cannot let go. So, in case it doesn't come back, you are not stranded. Have we been blessed? Let's rise up on our feet.
Pastor Bisho is going to pray for us. Why did we do finance? My husband and I, we believe very strongly in it. We believe very strong. You know, it's funny. We have two separate, different lives, but the same thing. My husband is, is very, very different, but yet very unique, very aligned. All right? My husband is a top guy in his organization. Through his work of nine to five, the Lord blesses him. Through my work as minister, the Lord blesses me. So at the end of the day, it's not, you, many of us now want a way. Forgetting is that do the work. Now, if I'm not effective at my work, nothing for me. If he's not effective at his work. So because it's easier to measure his own work than mine, it's easy for people to ask. So if you're an entrepreneur, yes, amen. amen. If you know you have extra time, get a skill, get knowledge. In this era of remote work, of course, ask the Lord. Why am I saying this? I know somebody right now, they came to see me in, in June. As a June, ma, these people are working, they have, they have a company now. Through remote work. What am I saying? Let God be so yeah, yeah. Not because of mammon. Don't do it as fear or mammon. Change the mentality. We need resources for the kingdom. And paraventure, I was speaking with somebody. I said, Pierre, I don't know if I should take this. I said, hold on. We for, are you broke? He said, yes. Do you have bills to pay? He said, yes. Do you have um, anybody support? He said, no. What, other, what confirmation do you need to take the job? It is okay to take the job to pay your bills if you're starting from there. Hear me. It is okay to pray to God. If you don't know yes or no, if God is not telling you yes, not telling Lord, I'm waiting. And, but you have legit, is is a wicked of you, is a wicked, is wicked of God to judge you for trying to take care of your family. As long as it is responsible, is legal, keep praying. The fear of I don't want to miss it as see. I gave that example that I should have gone. Is because if you keep trusting God, it will realign your path as long as mammon is not your Lord. What am I saying this? Guys, my heart is broken. I'm in bondage. And I've seen how people for 10 years on the same waiting on the Lord. I spoke with somebody, I was almost in tears. And now the thing she should have done 20 years ago, she's just doing it now. And that's the thing that scares me. She was anointed, powerful. She would turn this place upside down. But they were in. Ah. It, it was when I, I opened my mouth. And what did I do? It scares me. Oh, I won't lie. When me, I hear the story, I go to God. Hey, God. This thing I'm doing, God. Yeah, is this sustainable by Joshua? I know me. Hey, please, am I in foolishness, God? Ask my husband. Please, God. Is there, please, God. I'm praying. Why? The same thing she should now do. She's not doing it now. Creating content, creating value, and selling value now. Because sometimes we think God wants to use us means that it's outside work. It can be a combination. Can you pray? Lord God, whatever wisdom I need. If it's to go and intern, is it to go and open business? Is it to create value? Is it to go and pay for a course? How to monetize your knowledge? Whatever wisdom that I need. You can't keep doing the same thing for over and over. For 20 years, 10 years, I'm not seeing results. And I say, whatever wisdom I need. Somebody cry out to God this afternoon. That's why we're here. Lord, whatever wisdom we need, we will not be foolish, we will not be tired. And if you are, you've tried things, if you're like, ah, oh, that means I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, there's God that redeems. This is not condemnation, but God waking you up. There's God that redeems. There's God that redeems. Ah, yeah, I don't know for someone, I guess season has changed. 
There's God that redeems. He might tell you for a moment, do this. Tell you for another moment, do it. There's God that redeems. What is the fruit of your obedience? What is the confirmation coming along the path? There is God that redeems. There's God. We are kingdom financiers. All of us. No, no body is left behind. You are a student. You are not exempted. You start to create wealth from now. There's God that redeems. In Jesus' name. Pastor, please, you come. The Lord said to me, yes, two days ago, I was supposed to pay setting bills for setting people. And I was getting, I was, the Lord said, let me see, listen to me. There are different ways I bless. Through jobs, through ideas, through opportunities, through obedience, whatever. Do what I ask you to do. As Pastor Bisoy will pray for us, I just feel very strong in my spirit. I've seen it happen before. She's come for me. I've seen it happen over and over. She's walking in this reality. That even when you take, God gives you on a mission where you take a pay cut, it doesn't reduce what God is doing because she's on a mission. So that's like a confirmation for be where you are. That I will take care of you. As she prays, open your spirit. I will get my instruction. And maybe you are on the right track. You will get, keep going. Please, I don't know who you are. Do not feel condemned. Do not feel condemned. Time has not passed you. No. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call in the name of Jesus. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Shahande, Rakata Labaka Shahanda Radada, Elana Makazute Lembregadosha, Ikatana Labakande Lebrodosia, Rakata Labaka Shahande, Ayana Makoto Lebrogodosa, Ike Zuza Lebregadosianda, Inanananananana, Eyana Nananana Boko sitting, Ila Bandada Bosa, Libra Gazuzanda Bakasha, Eyada Dada Dada Dada, Enamakazute. Ala braga zuze katole brega de bosa rakata la baka sataha ina na 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 lenda dosi hika zude ela baga zuna makashande ayida gadozu se brega dosa le brokota la braga zite le brana na 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 eya na 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 mosata ela baga zuta le brega dosa la braga zute le brega dosa ayiga da 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 Dada, Lebrozuze Catalianda Basha, Ayi Nana Nandega de Boko Sata, Lambraga Zuza Cadada Basha, Le Cazute Le Bregade, Rakatala Bacazita, E Adosa, E Adashata, E Cabande Le Boko Siata, Alamana no Mosoha, E Nana 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 Nana
Boko Sata, Ikazula Bande Gede Boko Sata. Lembroko zuze katayada, ila bande gede gede gede, labra zuzo bahaye, anama kasoto lembregede, jekata labaka sitaha, e yako bahandea, we bring down idols, we bring down strongholds, lembra zuza atahanda, e lamba nanomo kosata, e lamba gadika zitaha, generational patterns, li iko zuza handela, lembregedosa handa inamande kazita ayada ganda da da bosa alikazuta hande arabaganda da 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 wisdom from above lebrokusi tatata elambande kazende ayiga dosata ibakanda bakashata ayende gede gede ayana makusa tande lebregede erebegede gede bokoshaha wisdom lazuse etakatanta inanana na makasoto Lembrazuza bande le bokosaha ikatanda liando bokosata eyana makika nambaka sata ayanda dada dada bokosata lembrodo suza katahaya thank you jesus someone needs to enter into partnership with god let God know I'm ready to enter into partnership with you as regards my finances. For someone, that's your heart cry. Just let God know that God, I'm willing to enter into a partnership with you. You and I, Jesus. As regards my finances, you're not taking decisions on your own. That's what you've made up your mind. And God is saying, yes, I'm entering into a partnership with you. I'm in charge of your finances from today. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We thank you for breaking strongholds. We thank you for bringing down idols, thrones that we have exalted above the knowledge of Christ for our, for our finances. Father, we bring them down in the name of Jesus. And God, we, you know, the song that was um, um, ringing in my heart, it says, um, speak through me, walk through me, open me up to your surgical word. That's what God is doing in someone's finances. As you see, Father, we thank you. We yield our finances to you. You said, walk through us, open us up, do your surgical work in us till we see, as you see, till we see money like God sees money. Walk through us, open us up, do your surgical work in us till we see, like you see. Father, we thank you. That our eyes begin to see money like you see. That our mind begin to conceptualize money the way you see. That our hands begin to dispense and disburse money like you will want us to. Father, we thank you. We partner with you as kingdom financiers. You know, another song that dropped in my heart, it says, Koma so unti money. our commitment 
that all that we have and that all that God has committed to us, we dedicate back to him. And we will not withhold anything from him. Father, we will not withhold anything from you. We will align our hearts and our mind to yours. Help us to hear you clearly. Give us the grace to be obedient to your leading. Redeem every lost moment, opportunity, and time. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Have you been blessed? Come on. 